I'm Zack Snyder. And I'm in Matthews. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast. The one-stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube. The show where I edit Nightcore videos for Zach. This... <laughs> this unfortunately <laughs> happened. You knew, I was, you knew I was not going to forget about that, right? Like, <laughs> how I could I? About it. How could I? I this was forgot about it, honestly. This was the highlight of my week, honestly. I'm sorry. The opportunity to edit such a such a piece of work, honestly, that my man Zack Snyder handed over to me. Yeah. It was an honor. Yeah. It was a treat. I don't know if it's out by the time you're watching this, uh, or, if it, or if it ever will be public, to be honest. I also don't have the answer to that, but um, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about the specifics of that in a bit. But that's just because... to kind of tie you over, kind of get you hooked, if you will. A little, little taste of the episode. Oh, <laughs> man. But first, got to get into like, the housekeeping things. Oh, yeah. Number one, uh, this episode, the next episode after we after this one, has our boy Calfro in it. <gasps> and it's going to be epic. We got a cool interview with him. Mm-hmm. That would and, be pretty uh, epic. We're excited to share that with you. But Me also, a um, little bit of podcast news. We got 3,000 plays on Anchor. Woo! I thought that was pretty epic. Yay. I'm glad I'm glad to hear that this podcast, like, even if we weren't to upload it to YouTube, it would still survive on actual podcast platforms. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's really cool. It's like the YouTube stuff's a bonus when you really think about it, because like 3,000 plays on Anchor ain't bad. It's significantly more than on the YouTube channel. <laughs> oh, really? What's the number yeah. for the YouTube one? 424. Wow. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Anchor. Thank you, yeah. all you so lovely... Everybody on Anchor, we appreciate you. We, yeah. we love you. Thanks to... Uh, we got 93... No, hold on. This is the wrong podcast. Hold on. Let me log in. <laughs> 93 yes. episodes. Welcome to 94. Let's pop in. <laughs> well, I was... That was something different. Hold on. We've got... <laughs> 40% of our audience listens on Apple Podcasts. Ooh. Um, interesting. 11% is on Spotify. 12% is on Podcast Addict. Really? Yeah, we got nine percent on Castbox, and three percent on Overcast, and then twenty four percent is everybody strictly on Anchor or one of the other platforms that are out there. Interesting. I yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I have not been to some of those platforms before. I have not. So, either. so the idea that like people would be listening to us on platforms I've never even been on is wild. I guess Anchor really does make it it's that easy. Cool. You don't even th- you don't even think about it a lot of the time. Yeah at all so that's wild that's really cool honestly uh another housekeeping thing um we are not gonna be doing comments in this episode we will be doing your week on youtube but no comments because uh we recorded the cow for one right before this one and we did comments there and there isn't much new to add on that front this so we're true. not doing them, basically. We'll get to any comments that you leave on uh, episode 42 and beyond, specifically, or 41, if you have any more. Um, but we're not going to be answering them in this video. We will still be doing your week on YouTube, though. This is true. Yeah. Cool. Did you have any more housekeeping stuff? Um, yeah, our sponsor. <gasps> yeah. Who? Right? Wow. Who's our sponsor today? Well, I'm glad you asked, Zachary. Our sponsor today is Awesome Creator Academy <laughs> with the YouTube Starter Kit. If you're getting started on YouTube and you have a little bit of money to throw around, 
Why not check out the YouTube Starter Kit for $99? You get over $1,500 of value in dozens of downloads from templates for advanced YouTube thumbnails, channel artwork, end cards, lower thirds, royalty-free background music, fonts, and more. Pay one price and have unlimited access to future downloads as they come out. Check out the link in the description or the show notes, and in doing so, you'll be supporting us epic boys here at another YouTube podcast. <gasps> but, you know, maybe you don't have $100. Maybe you're tired of hearing us read this ad. Well, if that's the case, you can still support us our financially through Anchor. Really? That's right. You can. Anchor wow. has a membership type thing like Patreon, uh, where you can support us at $1, $5, or $10 a month. And uh, when you when you sign up for that, we will read your name mm-hmm. on this podcast, and we'll we'll thank you publicly and privately. It'll be great. Ooh, ooh, ooh indeed. Ooh, indeed. <laughs> but uh, thank you to the Awesome Creator Academy, the YouTube Starter Kit, and all the lovely people on Anchor. But that's been our sponsor today. Um, I just want to say that I'm glad we don't record two of these very often because doing that back to back is very weird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, recording the sponsor thing twice is, is a little I, a little strange. It's fine when we do it like once a week, but you do it twice, like back to back, and it's just like, I, I thought I already covered this, and it turns out I did, so. <laughs> By Whatever. the way, just a little bit of transparency with the uh, the ad read thing. So, uh, we're, we're calling it our sponsor, Awesome Creator Academy, I actually have affiliate links for, um, because I am, um, I do some work with Roberto Blake occasionally and i'm inside of awesome creator academy um i could just as easily put an affiliate link for that group but it's like 60 dollars a month and i don't expect anybody that's watching us especially since we have so many like younger and uh smaller channels with us i don't expect anybody to kind of spend 60 dollars a month so mm-hmm. i want to like advertise that a lot um but we do have the affiliate link for the starter kit and it is the, just that one price. So I thought that would be the best, most valuable thing that's over there for our audience. Right. Um, and then obviously, if you can't do that, then we do have the the anchor supporting thing, which I just think is really cool. The anchor In gives general. us an ability to do that. In general, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I do not necessarily know a lot about this or like Roberto's community to be specific, but uh, you have engaged in there a lot and I... I trust that uh, I hear about this enough on YouTube that it must be like a pretty good value. And if I had the money, I'd be on that shit myself. But I do not. So (laughs) this is where I stand on that. There you go. Yeah. But anyways, I think uh, we have recorded over an hour of another YouTube podcast content today. And we have not been able to do our favorite segment yet. And I think (gasps) it's time. Is it? (laughs) I think it's time. No. <laughs> to do your week on trade your fucking fucked it up again yes your week on trademark baby let's go my favorite segment every week where we talk about our favorite trademarks and uh, how they're doing each week it's real exciting it's uh the best segment of the show you know yeah. you know now that i think about it more people probably hate this segment than the sponsor stuff isn't that weird <laughs> that's what i've heard right which I don't understand. They're both pretty epic to me, honestly. But I agree. So my favorite trademark is uh, Paris Hilton's "That's Hot." 
Oh, um, yeah. She has that trademark. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Hard to argue with with facts and science on that one. Anyways, it's time for uh, your week on YouTube trademark. Let's go. Oh boy, we didn't get to do this in the in episode forty four, so it's nice to actually do it here for once. And uh, the reason we're not doing it next episode is because we would repeat ourselves. So we're just gonna contain it all in one episode, do it here, and all that sort of fun stuff. I don't know whose turn it is. I honestly. think it's your turn. God damn it! Because I did it last time. I ask thinking that maybe you forget sometimes and be like, no. well, maybe Zach will think that it's actually his turn and then I could think of, of shit to say. Because when you go first, like, you have to, you're kind of thrown off guard a little bit. I mean, like, I can go things. first. Right, you could, but, like, now I would be rude by doing that. And I mean, it's, it's don't just, bother me. It's this big thing. It's this big okay. thing in my head, honestly. So, uh, my week on YouTube trademark TM, copyright, um, uh, Asterix, whatever we're calling it at this point. Um, been a bit a bit of a, a bit of a slower one, honestly. Um, start of the week had two let's plays premiere finally. Um, like we talked about in the last episode, one of them is the Dragon Quest let's play with me and Kyle. Uh, I enjoyed recording that, and now that's all recorded, I now can just edit the whole thing in my leisure and only have to upload one a week. So uh, I've been editing that on the side and getting it out. Zach still does not know the end gag for episode one. So I I know nothing about that series. I I do want to get a reaction at some point. I didn't intend on watching it, but I guess I have to. I guess now you have to because it's a recurring bit. You'll see it a lot. It's not just a one episode LOL gag, but I think it's pretty good. Um, and, And then the other series I premiered far less exciting. Uh, it's the Super Mario Odyssey series with me and Ethan. Good old worldwide meme. We recorded that bad boy back in 2017 for his channel. Um, when he privated all his videos and we were porting stuff over to Lions Honor Gaming, we thought Super Mario Odyssey would be a good fit there. A couple of interesting notes about that series. Like, number one, like I mentioned earlier, it's back in 2017 and we recorded it when the game came out. So, like, my first ever time playing Mario Odyssey is episode one of that series. It's all That's caught crazy. on camera, which That's is really, really cool. cool. Uh, so you, like, you get my first reaction of the game, and I've talked for hours about how much I love Mario Odyssey on like other podcasts and shit. Still have not made it back to the video games on it, but eventually will. Um, and then the other cool thing specifically is that series never finished on Worldwide Meme, but we did record all of it. Um, so the lines on our gaming people will actually get to see the end first. Uh, because we never premiered the last episodes on Worldwide Meme. So I think yeah. that'll be pretty cool too. That's pretty epic. I, I think so. I think it'd be pretty cool. Um, let's I like see. Let's Plays in 2019. <laughs> I, wow, crazy. Who would have thought? <laughs> you uploaded Fire Red, so I mean, you out here, you out here posting Let's Play content. Yeah, I'll talk about that in a bit. In current year. I'm sure I'm going to have a great story. I'm waiting for it. Uh, <laughs> aside from that stuff, though, and editing and sort of getting all that stuff together, um, recorded two Anon Anchors this week. Um, one for next week, because I'm not going to be at my house for the next couple of days. We're replacing the kitchen floor. So today I recorded an episode that's going to be going out next week. And then the other episode that I'm going to have out for this week is going to be a Q&A episode. But I'm waiting on all the questions to get in. So, yeah. That's kind of um, epic. So it'll be two Anon Acres recorded this week. One will go out this week, and then the next week will be another one. 
Um, and then aside from that, I've been going back and forth. Maybe you can help me on this a little bit. But mm-hmm. uh, we've talked about it a little bit privately, maybe even on this podcast. But I've been going back and forth on whether or not I want to upload my comedy music stuff to my YouTube channel. Um, and it got to the point yesterday where I have now edited, rendered, and uploaded video versions of both albums. And they're like, they're there, but they're not oh, public okay. at all. Because I'm still not 100% sure on all of that <laughs> yet. But uh, to give you an idea of what the videos are, they just have the album art and then all the songs. But it's cool because they're all uh, at 50% opacity. And then whenever each song is coming on, the opacity turns back up. So each track to track, you know which one you're listening to on the screen as they come by. Um, that makes I sense. thought that was kind of kind of a neat little editing bit. But I don't know. I don't know. I still don't know if I want to want to post them out. Specifically Gulf <laughs> War. But like also the first one as well. I think I still I still don't know. I don't know if that's something I can answer. It would just like really depend on like how your audience is going to react to it, how right. potentially family family members might react to it, um, whether you care about who listens to it or not. I think that's where I'm at right now alternatively mm-hmm. if you want it to be just like a your current audience thing you could just unlist it and post the link in the in your discord i could it's also available but i ain't get no i ain't get no fevers and watch time off of that zachary so that's true i need the that's real shit <laughs> i think like where i'm at personally is i don't care if the discord hears it because a lot of them have already i've like advertised it the soundcloud link specifically my yeah. audience would probably be fine I even went as far to record like opening disclaimers for both of them being like, if you That's are good. a family member, probably don't watch this. And also the disclaimer for both that it is a comedy album. Please do not take any of this seriously. Um, so I did those as well. <laughs> for sure. I guess, I guess, I don't know if like, I'm not necessarily worried about my family or my audience or all that sort of stuff, but like two things specifically. One, copyright, right? Like that's kind of a big thing because like it's just beats off of YouTube. They're all so. they're all copyright free though, so you're good. All of them? Yeah. Like everyone I them. use? You sure? I, as long as you typed in like, did you type in like free instrumental type thing or? I just typed in type beat stuff for a lot of. It. Just go to those channels and look. A lot of those that are uploaded for free are are, are completely free and copyright free. That's why they have the like, the dumbass like uh, Einstein Beats Productions and that kind of thing. Dumbass shit. I I, I think a lot of them are. And none of them had vocals, right? So it was just tight right. beat stuff, and I just used them. And they were fine on SoundCloud, but I don't know yeah. how if so you should be would fine be, like, YouTube. weird. The other thing, specifically, and this has to do with the Gulf War part about it, is the, uh, the Pro Jared the Musical stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. So, uh, <laughs> obviously, public opinion has sure has changed a lot on that, specifically. In fact, he uploaded a video today talking about his future plans. Really? Yeah, that I watched through, unfortunately. Nothing That's exciting. Intriguing. It's just like Let's Plays and stream stuff. Nothing crazy. Um, But like, I, I, I don't know. Like, would, would people flip out over that, I guess? I mean, like, number one, it's a comedy thing. And number two, like, I don't have any ill will toward the dude either. Like, it's right. not a personal attack. It's not a... Not a fuck you type of shit. It's very much a haha jokey whatever. I think my thing would be like, 
well, technically you're acting like pro Jared and you're saying it in a specific voice. So therefore, like that type of shit where people would take it out of context and be like, um, I don't know. <laughs> so there's that part specific. So this is this is honestly just a confidence issue is what it sounds like to me. What do you mean a con? That's a legal issue. I could get sued by Pro Jared, Mister. No, Pro Jared could come that's a after comedy me. Comedy album? How are you gonna legally? How? What's he gonna say? Because he'll be like, yeah, he'll be like, you defamed me. You said shit okay. that wasn't true. And the podcast, like, well, you didn't exactly open up yourself, Mister. Like that type of shit. But it's specifically as a comedy thing. True. And it's not a commentary on. It's a. It's strictly comedy. There's there's some there's some commentary bits and pieces of. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but you, you can tell my opinion yourself. of the dude isn't high, right? Like you can. Right. There's 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 a That's couple fair. of there's a you know there's a couple of assumptions <laughs> made in that in that video. I guess I don't know. You think it is just like self confidence of like oh I'm just too fucking a wimp to just post it or whatever. I'm not saying you're a wimp. I just I'm just kind of curious if no no I'm not. I'm just kind of curious <laughs> if you if you're like. I don't know if I should upload this. What if some people don't like this type of situation? Sure. If that's the case, I would say go ahead and upload it. If you're worried you about something. legal issues, I don't see I don't see that being a thing personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not a lawyer either, so obviously. But I, I try I, I tried going I don't think so. at it with the disclaimers and trying to be careful in a lot of that stuff, but like and you still worry, which helps. So. I still worry people would be like, "LOL, this is an attack or some shit." Like, I don't want to start beef over a fucking comedy dumbass album called "The Gulf War." Right? <laughs> oh, for sure. Like, as far we talked about a lot of this shit when patients' comments of like, I don't want to be naturally mean spirited and go after people, but I just think Pro Jared the musical is very funny. Like, set of songs that I like on their own, with or without yeah. the Pro Jared element thrown in there. Like musically, yeah. I like all three of them, all four, rather. Um, so I don't know. I've been going back and forth on that. The videos are done. Uh, whether or not I make them public is, is the big question. So we'll if, see. If, if it's the pro Jerry thing you're specifically worried about. For I that would, Right. <laughs> I would go ahead and upload the first album then. Yeah. And then wait like a month and then upload the next one. Or think about it before you decide when you would, you know, give yourself a little more time to think about it. Consider Space them out a little bit maybe. Yeah. Shit like that. That could work. Honestly. That way you build some hype around the other one for anybody who hasn't listened to it on from YouTube. Good old SoundCloud type shit. Um, yeah. And then aside from that, back to the video games episode 9 still being edited and worked on. Um, the only other thing, I guess, is like last night, specifically. Um, I was just like going through my descriptions as I usually do. And uh, <laughs> realizing how long, like the how long they are. Um, and I was like, I wonder if I could shorten this any bit at all. Um, and so I went through a lot of my copyrighted music stuff and kind of checked back on a lot of the older ones. Cause I downloaded all of those like background tracks when blue couch production started. So like 2016 right? and they've been in my description like ever since. And so I went back and looked at all of them and a lot of them were still good, but some of them like kind of disappeared off the face of YouTube, either for legal reasons or other such things. And then there were some I noticed in the description that I don't even use anymore. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Why do I have the song credited? I don't even use it. It's not even in my folder. <laughs> so uh, I did a little bit of cleaning up on that. Um, That's cool. It's still like a lot, obviously. 
The descriptions know. are good to be longer for SEO longer. purposes anyways. You're probably right. I just, the, the copyrighted song section was so much to scroll down to before you finally got to the links. That's fair. So my idea was just kind of to make them shorter. And they are a lot shorter. The current version is at like 4,500 and the limit's like 5,000. But it got a lot closer cool. earlier. And then um, for the songs that I'm no longer using, basically all the old descriptions have songs I'm no longer using as of October 2019. And all the old videos will have that. But once okay. October rolls around, I can just get rid of those from the description. And now yeah. it'll be even shorter um, for all those videos. But yeah, I haven't updated them all, but that's the, the plan to, uh, as well as just like the Epidemic Sound one. That one's kind of reworded. It has a link in there now. The Pokemon remix stuff just links to the channel rather than each individual fucking song. Yeah. Right? Like, trying to make them look a little bit more neater, honestly. Especially since you don't use every song in every video. Right. Right. And, like, at the start it was, like, I'm going to download 10 tracks and I'll just use those 10 tracks for every video. But then it kind of changed once I had Pokemon remix stuff for Monthly Battle League, so I had to add that to the description. And then it got weirder where Epidemic Sound was involved for Back to the Video Game stuff, and then I added that to the description. And now there's, like, three groups of songs. And, like, honestly, I could only... I could use just one and be fine. I could do the Pokemon remixes, I could do Epidemic Sound, or I could do the YouTube copyright stuff. But at the current point of where I'm at, like, all three of them are all in the description, and I just interchange them. And it's like, this is unnecessary. (laughs) I like background music, but not that much. Like, I don't need 20 fucking songs in each description anytime i want to use a track right so this is true i don't know i don't know i don't how do you deal with that exactly like um i don't a lot of people just don't put it in the description i'm one of those yeah. weirdos that get worried about it <laughs> it depends i mean i was doing um i was using music from like the video game that i was talking about the movie i was talking about or you know whatever for a long time and i recently just stopped doing that because it messes with copyright a lot of the times, and I did that Splitter Show stuff a lot. <laughs> I'm tired of dealing with copyright, so I'm like, I'm gonna go a little different route. Since I use Epidemic Sound now, I think I have something in my description that mentions it, but I can't remember. It's just like a sentence; you don't have to put hardly anything. Right, but in uh, at the end of every year of Redeem Nerd, there's a little screen at the bottom of it. It says music from Epidemic or something like that. Oh, so you have that in the video as well? Oh, it's at the bottom of my description. Never mind. It, it okay, is. cool. No. Yeah. I just put the website link in there too, just because like, eh, you know, can't never be too sure. <laughs> For, sure. For sure. Copyright stuff's messed up though. Like seriously. Yeah, I've never gotten claimed. Better, but still. I haven't gotten claimed for any of my background music stuff once. Unless I just like strictly use like the John Cena theme or a whole new world, right? Like. <laughs> Yeah. Obviously, those are going to get claimed every time. But as far as regular background music stuff, I've never gotten claimed before. But I always try to err on the side of caution with that sort of stuff. Um, Definitely. And getting claimed isn't the end of the world. It just means you can't make money from it. Sure. My problem is when it's like a strike and like yeah. the video gets taken down or you can't look at the video in a certain country. Like That's I saw the video. Nice. I saw a video that I'm really proud of that people in Europe can't watch. Is it the Taylor Swift one? Uh, no, that one got tinged down entirely. I can't do anything about that one. Oh, really? That one just fucked. <laughs> yeah. But there was the one uh, where I talked about that show, The End of the Fucking World. Oh, I love that video. You can't even watch it in most in some countries. That's messed up. But yeah. 
thankfully, Pokemon waifus has not been taken. <laughs> it has not been taken down. In fact, it continues to do better, so that's good. That's epic. Uh, but yeah, that was all I had, basically. That was my, my week. Still working on the bigger projects, editing, and uh, about ready to take the next week off to have the floor redone and just sort of preparing for that so that there still is content for coming sure. out. And the internet, hopefully, will be fixed by the end of the month. We're making plans. Solid That's plans. Hype. I may not be able to live stream by September, but it'll, at least the internet will get fixed by then. Is the plan. That That's it for me. Is epic, dude. Yeah. How about you? How was your trademark on trademark YouTube week? It was it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. You know, I've been getting into like the schedule and trying to get everything out and obviously there's some failure in with that this past week particularly. Uh didn't have as much coming out as I had wanted. Didn't get any uh, any Your Everyday Nerd last week. Shame. That was really Shame. sad. Uh but I do have two episodes that came out this week, so I'll talk about those in a bit. Um, we got, uh, the Titans in the trash bin podcast. We got that out on time. So that was good. You did. You did. It's yeah. fine. Um, so I've not last... listened to it yet. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty epic. Um, the personal channel is going pretty good. Putting out some good shit on there. I really like it. Mm-hmm. I got some more plans for that. I put out my first music Monday. Forgot about that. Um, hey. this is a new show where I talk about music albums and uh, had a couple of people that were kind of hyped for it. I've been talking about doing something like this for like six months. And uh, Long time. finally got it out. I liked it. It was so a good video. Cool. Thanks, man. I like it too. I'm hyped to do more of them. Uh, try to do some weird and interesting stuff with it in the future. Uh, but for right now, it's just a place where I can talk about music albums. So it's cool. I concur. Um, but besides that... Um, the Come Up, my personal podcast, is going well. Has there been and, a new uh, episode recently? I put out... I'm putting out an episode tonight. Ooh. Because okay. I, I pre-recorded some episodes. I got you. Um, but I got two new episodes from the past week. Do you have like a... Cool. Maybe this is an insider question. Do you have the high school band one pre-recorded? Um, no. What are you talking about? Because you talked about in the, one of the most recent episodes how you could spend a whole podcast talking about high school band. Oh, no. What I like, meant for that, I'm talking about literally an entire podcast just dedicated to that. Just to that? Wow. Just to that, yeah. Because I, I was like, I hope you get an episode on that soon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could probably talk about some of that on the personal channel for sure. But mm-hmm. I was thinking with the way that like content is going and how it's like so specific um, on like LinkedIn or Twitter or YouTube or... A lot of people are like niching down and doing all these different topics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I was just thinking of like all the content I could make and how I've got 10 years in marching band uh, experience in like public schools, private university, um, talking to a bunch of band directors during that time, uh, being like in leadership positions, a lot of shit that just kind of happened. And like, I, I honestly could do an entire like podcast dedicated just to like, I don't know how to run a music program or why there's so many problems within it and what to do to fix it and that kind of stuff. Sounds really interesting. That was good. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I might, I might talk about that on the come up, but there's, um, I definitely want to do something like that in the future. Don't figure it out. 
I'm still working on a lot of different like future side projects and stuff. A lot of it I'm kind of keeping under wraps. So I'm not going to talk about it here. Um, <laughs> and that's just mainly so I don't promise something that doesn't come out. <laughs> it's almost like we talked about it on an episode hey, of this y'all. podcast before. Hey, Who would have thought? Uh, Twitch streams are going good. And uh, finally, Your Everyday Nerd put out two episodes this week. Um, I'm pretty happy with them. I have not seen the new one because it just came out. We just, yeah, I just uploaded it a few minutes ago. But uh, the other one pretty good. Hi. The one pretty good. But uh, Zach, yeah. I don't care about highly produced content. Tell me about those Let's Plays, my guy. That's what, oh. that's what Aiden cares about. Yeah. Let's Plays incurring here. <laughs> right? So when I look at my like schedule and things that I'm doing every week right now, mm-hmm. the last thing I think about is the Let's Plays. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know. The last thing, but I, I told, let's see, let me go to my announcements. I went in my Discord and I said, "Yo, I'm not streaming. I wasn't streaming on Sunday for some reason." Um. Oh yeah, I got out of the house on Sunday. That was hype. Actually, spent time with friends. Oh, and I made a bunch of TikToks. So TikTok is there. But I was like, I'm still putting out YouTube podcasts. Music Monday still happening. Uh, Fire Red, Pokemon Fire Red starts back on the Let's Play channel this week and I'll have the Yen come out. And then I said, if if I don't make all this happen, you are allowed to come to my house and slap my cheeks. And then I'm putting parentheses, the cheeks on my face because most of you are dudes and the other cheeks would be gay. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point to make, honestly. We set boundaries there. Yeah. And then Aiden said he was going to send a, a bounty hunter after me. Specifically, Dennis from the Spongebob movie. Uh, I know who the fuck that was. <laughs> to reference, most people won't get. But uh, if you see the SpongeBob movie, there you go. That one's for you. But the I, reason I... <laughs> it's taken me so long to put out these Fire Red episodes is because we decided to record the audio for three episodes in one file. Oh really? So I've just been lazy and not like gone in there and because you know it takes me time to mix the audio. It takes like a good five minutes for like an hour and a half of footage. You do some special shit for sure. And so it's like getting that and then editing it. I just got lazy with it and didn't want to do it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so I finally did that this Wednesday after you reminded me. (laughs) But the episode's out. Yeah. Got another one coming out next Wednesday. Oh boy. So that's cool. Oh boy. I mean, I feel like... If I can edit Nightcore for you, the least you can yeah. do is get the fire oh, episode out. <laughs> I'm just going to keep bringing that up. So I'm not going to say what it is or why, yeah, but uh, if I just keep bringing it up casually, <laughs> the interest will build to the point where like the, the demand will be too high and you'll have to release the Nightcore out in the yeah. public. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Keep talking to yourself. See if I care. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Um, go follow the TikTok though. That's where I'm putting my best content at. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's the best content I'm putting out right now. Honestly, not your everyday nerd, the highly structured shit. No, no, no. That I'm putting a lot of my time and effort into. But the TikToks, the TikToks. they're the good. TikToks specifically, they're pretty good. Um, last thing I want to talk about in this segment: uh, How's the health challenge shit going for you? Uh <laughs> well, kind of a lot like last week. Um, been really strong on like four and then the other three just kind of like more and more go by the wayside um so i'm still doing water every day i'm still walking and running i'm still in bed by 12 a.m for the most part um Mm. 
There was one day I stayed up a little bit later to get some work done, but like an hour later, and I still went to bed relatively early. Um, and I'll watch like streams so I can go to bed or whatever. I'll just work my shit. Um, but still doing that, still doing shower and teeth is the fourth one. And then like the food journal, the YouTube one, and the meditation one is even more than last week fallen more by the wayside. I'm like, oh no, I just have not. Like it's hard remembering what the fuck I just ate, and then yeah. writing it down immediately when I do it on Notepad, and it's just like I can't do that. And then the YouTube stuff is like I just incognito, man. I just incognito. And the meditation one I could yeah. be doing honestly, that one's just laziness. I have no real excuse for that one, Fair in particular. Enough. But the other four, man. I'm still on that bullshit with the other four. It's just those three in particular falling off a little bit more than they did the week before. What about you? I get that. Um, Water every day. Still going good. I am going to start cheating on that a little bit. And here's why. Um, I started getting some stuff to make smoothies because I need more fruits in my life. I need more vegetables in my life. Uh, That's kind of like a one I'd say smoothies are an exception. Yeah. One that I'll posit. different. For you specifically to approve on my end is when the water bottles are out, sometimes there'd be like Powerades in the fridge. And I feel like Powerades is an okay one too. Yeah, I'd say so. Because especially like when I get done walking and I sweat a lot, water ain't bringing back those electrolytes. So like <laughs> That's Powerade, true. I've, I've made the exception on Powerades a couple of times. I also got these uh, antioxidant juices. From uh, Sam's. They kind of epic. I just got these yesterday. And I, that's another one of those things where it's like, I might drink one of them a day, but everything else is going to be water. It's water. I might, I might have one smoothie or one of these a day, but everything else is water. And that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the bedtime thing's still fucking me over. I like, knew it would. I knew I had, it would. I was waiting. I had some days where it's like it's going good. Like, like I said last time, I'm trying this new schedule, and it's like I've had a couple days where... I get up like I'm supposed to. I go to bed like I'm supposed to. Getting the whole sleep hygiene thing going. Got my phone on the other side of the room. In bed before 12. It's great. But this past week, I had... I don't know what happened. I had so much work that I was trying to catch up that I didn't go to bed till 5. Wow. Like, it just happened. And then the next day, because of that, I ended up going to bed again late. And so, last night, I got into bed earlier but it was still at like one so i'm trying to make sure i get in the bed before 12 tonight so i can get you back your way back show. up to it but yeah it's hard uh walking is going good i'm not necessarily doing it every day but i am doing the two-day rule this motherfucker uh, like dm me like sorry i've been walking for like three hours or some shit I'm like what the fuck <laughs> what are you what are you it was, it was about like uh oh, you had asked you were me like, something and i didn't you were loopy and out of your mind and we're like, yeah, sorry, I've been walking for like four hours or some shit. Oh, like, <laughs> I just, I spelled something wrong. I was I like, what it was. I, I had asked him about the Calfro interview and I was like, how would you be down to do anything this weekend? And then I said, uh, not today. I meant last weekend. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what the heck does last weekend mean? <laughs> I meant next weekend. Right. Um, no, I went Sunday. I went out with some friends and walked downtown for like three and a half hours playing Pokemon Go. Damn. It was high. It was super high. Uh, That's exercise right there, boy. Got me a shiny Torterra. (gasps) 
They're adding Gen high. 5 Pokemon from what I've heard. <laughs> they already have, dude? It's so hype. Yeah. Lillipop is the best Pokemon ever, and I will, not, I will <laughs> not take it's... any other. Have you seen his evolution? Yeah. I have. It's yeah. fine. He's a big it's boy. Fine. He's a big boy. But, laugh. like, <laughs> he's so cute. Yeah. You cutie. Uh, but yeah, that Sunday was dope because I went downtown, hung out, walked a lot, came back, and then I just decided to make a lot of TikToks. Yeah, that was a day for you. That was <laughs> that is interesting. That was a ah, long day. ring ring. I'm gonna have to BRB. Is that my postmate? Is that the postmate that arrived at my cell phone? Hello, hello, good sir. Do you happen to have postmates for me today? But anyways, as far as the other health check goes, uh, Food Journal, I missed like three days and I tried to go back and rewrite it and I just couldn't, yeah. couldn't think about it. So like that's, that kind of sucked. Meditation's going fine. Uh, I think that's it. The YouTube and Twitter thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like, okay. Right. I'm trying to get more into like learning new things again. Like I'm practicing piano again. I'm like looking up videos on shit. Mm-hmm. And like I'm in the middle of a piano tutorial last night, and my fucking anyway. YouTube just shuts off. And I'm like, people. <laughs> and so I just pulled the video up in in uh, incognito. Incognito, yeah. It's not yeah, like boy. it's not me consuming shit, but I will say, um, I do feel like my consumption of YouTube and Twitter has gone down a decent amount, um, just because I'm being more mindful of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is what I, again, I, one of the things I like about the health challenge in general, um, I'm being a little bit more mindful of what I'm eating. So it's like, I'm trying to figure out choices of like the smoothie thing. Like I know I need more fruits and vegetables. How can I make that the most efficient and easiest way? Uh, with the YouTube and Twitter thing, I'm trying to not get on one of those apps immediately when I wake up. Like I'm trying to just like do my little meditation, do a little walk. And then if I'm not doing the walk that day, like immediately get into creating something right. instead of just like putting, you know, instead of all this input, trying to do some more output. I um, usually do like the walking and then straight to the shower and tea stuff. And yeah, then from there, sure. try to work on a podcast or a let's play edit or something. Right. And I think the biggest thing has just been, also, as I'm trying to push out the schedule of new shit all the time, uh, just by focusing on that a little bit more and putting more stuff out than when I wasn't. So, me working on new projects that aren't even going to come out for a couple more months, that's been kind of hype. Uh, I just feel like I'm being more productive in general, which is cool. Which is good. I know you were, I know you were shooting for that, for sure. Yeah. Eat just like the other the other day. I was just walking for my ten minutes, and then I got a phone call, and I picked up the phone and like didn't stop walking. So just like another ten or twenty minutes passed by, and I was still walking. And it's like, oh wait, I'm done for the day. But like, I totally just would have earlier sat my ass down and just took in the phone call. But I was already in the midst of a walk, and I wasn't gonna stop for the right, telephone for sure. call. So I just kept going, right? Like, um, yeah, just just trying to make it so easy and comfortable for me to just naturally do that and i feel like the walking one has been the biggest success for me where like i look forward to it in the day just to go that's awesome yeah and i never would have before yeah that's really cool but some of the other Um, stuff i don't know man (laughs) no it's it's fair i think uh, i think at the end of the day we are trying a lot more than we were trying to do anything so 
I'd say that I'd say it's already a success. Yeah. But um, yeah, we got like what two more weeks left of the month. Two more. Um, In fact, by the time we record even. the next episode, it'll be like over. It'll right? be October. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll still keep doing a couple of them. Mm-hmm. I, I won't say which ones. I guess I'll reveal it once we get to that episode. But we uh, started on September third, correct? The second. The second. Okay, cool. Because yeah. October third is when we're going to probably record the next episode. Oh, dope. Okay. So that'll be that'll be dope. So we can talk about our plans with it then. Episode 45, not 44, because we already did yeah. 44, but 45 specifically. Uh, that'll be the episode where we're like, hey. Oh, and that'll be cool too, because we'll only have like five away from hitting our goal of 50. That's true. Which is really dope. Uh, I think for Aiden on Anchor, I'm probably going to shoot for 35 instead of 40. And just that'd be, be like... Because you know what it'll be? It'll be like, by the time I get to 35, December will roll around. And I'll just be like, I'm just going to enjoy the, the month, right? I'm going to be like, we'll That's start fine. fresh up next year, and we'll go for there. But my goal now is 35 instead of trying to do 40. Um, but for YouTube podcasts, it's absolutely 50. If we go over, fine. But, like, I want to hit, I still want to hit 50 on that. And we're, we're doing a lot better about that, too. So. Yeah. I guess that means I'll have to listen to Gary V every day on my walks instead of one of those days being eighty. But okay. Mm-mm. Tragic. Tragic. Shaking my head. But no, uh, glad to hear about the health stuff. Yeah, though. it's pretty epic. I did have one other thing for for my week on YouTube. Um, I got a video to ten thousand views recently. <laughs> oh, I've heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. Destination Five uh-huh. review two thousand eleven. Recap. <laughs> A video I've watched once, one time, yeah, yeah. when it came out, watched it, moved on with my life. Little did I know, the mass appeal. In fact, you were showing me earlier your most popular, like most viewed videos. It's like four or five recaps in a row, but and then you get to like, yeah, a ZSP original, and then your everyday nerd. Yeah. So, welcome yeah. to recap indeed. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of unfortunate, but yeah, all my all five of my Final Destination videos have over three thousand views. Uh, the Scooby Doo one has almost six thousand. So Good it's Lord. like, you know, I'm glad. Like, I'm glad they did well. At one point, I was really proud of them. Now I'm just like, that sure was a thing that I spent some time on. <laughs> um, and it's like, there's so many your everyday nerds that are so much better. So I'm just trying to figure out. It's like, I I, I think it comes down to topics. I think. Cover Final Destination. Well, I'm definitely going to do a Final Destination video for Your Everyday Nerd in October. Right. Because Spooky Moth. Spooky. But it's also like, we we talk a lot about topics, or we talk a lot about thumbnails and titles and all that, ooh, all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. when it comes to YouTube, but we don't talk about topics as much. Like, it's amazing what just the topic will do to make that video more popular more successful in general because some stuff just like there are gaps in youtube that just doesn't have a lot of even decent content for much less like sometimes no content for Um, right so the obscure and the weird and the not talked about can be like just as powerful as the the popular topics um that anybody can do right now right yeah Yeah. you know and it's not a big threshold you don't have to be like a casey neistat type shit just Put something together. You'll be surprised, I think, of where right. that goes. But that also, like, the... oh, <laughs> like <laughs> if like one-tenth 
of the people from the Final Destination video who watched it subbed, you'd be at like a thousand subs by now. If half of them, you'd be at yeah. like five thousand. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what that, that says tells either. you the quality of the video. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and it's not. I don't think it's a bad video. It's just a very. It's like it's a video. Yeah. That's it. It's a a video that you could watch on YouTube. Um. But who knows? I think some of the people from there definitely have subbed. There's been a decent amount of people that have subbed and have like moved on to watch some of the newer stuff, which is cool. Uh, but it just means that like my strategy going forward, like the first 100 episodes of Your Everyday Nerd were just kind of whatever I was watching or playing, I wanted to talk about on an episode. And now for like the next 100 episodes, I'm like going deep into what topics am I most excited about talking about? What topics... Do I think we'll have either very niche appeal or massive appeal and then going from there mm-hmm. and try my best to like just make it a solid and fun video in general. Kind of have a formula to it a little bit. A little bit. And so far I think it's worked. I mean I like the first I like the most recent four episodes a good bit. I think they're some of my best work. So Yeah. Dope. Cool. With that being said. Wow, they spent 40 minutes again on this damn year week on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. We spent like a we good had the 10 intro. minutes at the yeah. intro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we talked, talked about, about stuff. stuff. We talked about a good good bit of things. Yeah, so don't don't complain. There's still plenty of podcasts to go. Also, fun fact, we have not mentioned the topic of this uh, podcast at all. Did we not? <laughs> nope. Funny. Not at the intro, not once during your week on YouTube. People literally, unless you've read the title and... You know, the thumbnail. Probably have no idea what we're talking about. So. Let's keep that mystery alive. (laughs) (laughs) Just not talk about the main topic and just keep speaking vague words about it until finally we have to reveal it at the end of the episode. (laughs) That'd be wild. I like that idea. It's a good approach, Zach. Yeah. Such a creative genius. No, but anyways, what is our main topic today, boy? Uh, We are going to be talking about hustle culture. Something we haven't really discussed before, despite casually mentioning it in one form or another on most episodes of the YouTube yeah. podcast. Even uh, casually, like, uh, saying how good it is to hustle and work hard. Like, we've mm-hmm. been very pro-hustle culture. And so, yeah, we're going to talk about what hustle culture is and uh, the pros and the cons and all of that kind of stuff. This was a uh, topic that Zach suggested, um, and I, I liked it specifically, but the reason you brought it up was you had done a video on it recently. Right. So, a little bit of background information on that. Um, I've been following the entrepreneur Gary Vaynerchuk on YouTube for like two years now, um, and I introduced him to Aiden around the same time that I found him, so I know Aiden's watched some of Gary's stuff. Solid stuff. Yeah. Some of the best YouTube content in general, I think. We even put him in our top 50s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Still still believe in that list. Still still going strong. Gary Gary V is a very big advocate of working your face off. Um, He says it in almost every single video he's in, that if you want something, you got to go get it. You got to go work hard. And he's not the first person to say this, but I think he's definitely one of the more recent people to kind of bring this into light. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... Whether he wanted to or not, he kind of created this or helped uh, solidify this hustle culture 
this this culture around working really hard. Mm-hmm. And there's been a few articles and some videos of some some journalists and either even like prominent people talking about hustle culture, talking about Gary V and talking about how like working really hard and not sleeping and just working all the time is bad for your health and not having a work life balance is really bad for your health. And uh, we'll go into like the specifics of that and our opinions on it. Right. But around, I want to say it was a few months ago, um, Roberto Blake, another person that I follow and that I have a connection to, he put on a video called, let me see. See if I can find it. Okay. He kind of inspired me to make the video that I made. And it's not like a Ooh. big video, but it's like... I don't remember what it's called. Anyways, he made a video talking about health and hustle culture and kind of how like sometimes you gotta, you know, you gotta make sure that your health is in order. Because if your health isn't in order, then uh, your, your hustle isn't going to be in order, right? Right. Um, and so I made a video after that and waited until recently to put it out just because I wasn't doing anything. Uh, but it's called The Detriments of Hustle Culture. And it's just kind of like my story around how for the past year, a lot of this you guys have already heard on the podcast. For the past year and a half, I put my work above everything else, including my health, including my motivation, my mental and physical health. Um, and I just kind of started going downhill on everything not just health, but my priorities and my motivation and my actual results with my client work, freelance work, and even the YouTube channel stuff. Right. And so I just wanted to talk about that on camera and just kind of hopefully bring a little bit more light into that and talk about how I'm trying to move forward um, with that. But hustle mm-hmm. culture has a big part to play in that. And I thought it'd be cool to talk about it on the podcast because... Um, We've talked about it personally, just kind of, you know, we've, we've talked about working hard a lot, both personally and in the podcast, but I thought it'd be cool to have like a specific topic surrounding it. Right. Um, so I guess before we even get into that necessarily, I think a good place to start of like, would be what in your life, starting out as a kid and growing up to where you are now, has been your relationship with the concept of hard work, right? Oh, that's because I feel like both you and me, even at a young age, were at least introduced to the idea. But I feel like both of us kind of went on different paths as far as what that meant and what that continues to mean now that we're both in a similar state. But for a while, like, me and you lived very different lives and hard work I'm meant sure. very different things to both of us. So I kind of want to, like, before we even get to the hustle culture and what it means now to us... I kind of want to take it back and be like, what did hard work mean to like young Aiden and young Zach? Because I feel like both of those stories are wildly different, but also interesting. Yeah, so. that's super interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. So I want to I want to start it with you. Like, okay, bring, take us back a little bit. So I grew up in um, I've mentioned before, I grew up in a household that was like, you know, in poverty. We didn't have a whole lot of money. Um, I'm the oldest of six kids. So as soon as my sister was born two years after me, I always had like other children around the house that I would help watch after. Um, But I remember very specifically from a very young age that my, my parents always instilled kind of this act of learning 
and then this act of like working hard right like very immediately i knew i was going to college when i was four years old <laughs> like i knew i was Me. going to go to college and do something as a career and work hard to get there i knew in like third grade that i was gonna go to Furman university like I just knew I wanted to go there. It was the closest university to my house, but I knew a lot of I knew a decent amount about it then. Um, I didn't know what I would do there until sixth grade. But even then, it was like I knew at the end of sixth grade I was gonna go to Furman for music education. And then I did that. Like I did that right after high school, right after I graduated. So I think there's a there's a lot of people that kind of have like I've definitely heard from people who graduating high school was a big accomplishment. And their parents are proud of them. And it's like, for me, like graduating high school never even was like a like choice. It was just like, I'm going to go to grad. I'm going to graduate high school. I'm going to go to college and do that and do that. And so, yeah, yeah, I was very much into like, like hard work has to happen. There's no choice around it. Um, And so like all throughout elementary school, I worked really hard all throughout middle school. I worked really hard and I was constantly like doing a lot of what I do now, like adding new projects, getting involved in a lot of different things. Um, I actually talk about a decent amount of this in my come up episodes, which are coming out soon. So that's cool. Wow. But uh, basically it was middle school was where like my hard work really started to be something that I noticed because in elementary school, you're a baby, right? Mm-hmm. Like I helped a lot in the house. Um, I did a lot of the chores in the house because my dad's got some uh, health issues. My mom works all the time. So there was always kind of that household experience of doing a lot of work at home. But then it was also in elementary school and school. I was able to grasp a lot of the stuff pretty quickly. So I was kind of bored. I was ready for middle school. And then I got into middle school and I was taking some high school classes. I started doing the marching band at the high school and it was like, man, this is, this is starting to feel like, like actual work. Right. (laughs) And then high school came around and I was taking some college classes. I was still doing the marching band. I was really involved in that. Um, even at one point I almost was running the marching band at the high school. It was insane. Uh, but was still very adamant about like, I'm going to college for music education. I'm going to work hard to get there. And then somewhere around senior year of high school, I stopped giving a fuck about a lot of things. Right. And that was when... (laughs) Right. Right. So it was like, for a very long time, I was very serious about everything. And then senior year of high school, like, my government and economics classes, I sat in the back of the classroom on my computer. My roommate now, Damien, would sit beside me on his computer, and we would just fucking goof off the entire time. Yes. And I like passed all my senior classes, but I can't tell you a single thing I did in that, that senior year as far as classwork goes. Fair enough. Because I was ready for college. I, I, right. I really was. I was just ready to get out of there. And I knew I was going to graduate. I knew I was getting into the college that I wanted to go to. And um, I continued to work hard in college. It was just a lot of what I worked hard on has gradually changed a lot in the last five to six years. And I definitely, like, want to get into that, but, like, I kind of want to cut off this bit, like, right before sort of modern, yeah. like, YouTubers act. 
So like, right? Because it's a little kind of lead us up to that point, right? Because we'll talk about now, but I kind of want like a little bit of background stuff here. Yeah. So it's. I mean, it, it's honestly been like. My parents taught me hard work. My teachers expected me to work hard. I've honestly just always had like a little bit of an internal drive to work hard. Um, motivation has never been an issue until until recently. Um, but it was it was always just kind of work hard and you'll get what you want. Like that's what I was always told. Sure. Um, and uh, it's it's interesting because. Um, well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how I feel about all that now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I just want a little oh, bit yeah. of background as far as that sort of stuff. Um, so for me, a lot different of circumstances even to start out with. I am the oldest of two. Um, we have, for the most part, lived at least somewhere middle class for most of that. Never was really like in poverty a whole lot of the time, if at all. Um, so very privileged in that sort of respect. Um, but like... Even with my brother, he was only about a year and a half apart, so we were very close in age. So we do a lot of stuff together, work on stuff together. If I had a chore, typically he had a chore, right? Like, we were so close in age that we just kind of stuck together through everything. Um, and then school sort of started, and I would kind of, like, go ahead and do a lot of the work stuff and then kind of, like, help him out a little bit because he was he was going there next year, right? right? So, like, if he had issues in school, I would be, like, the first person to go to or whatever. Um, and so elementary school and kindergarten and all of that, I haven't actually told this story, but I had like a horrible ki- kindergarten teacher. Um, really? Because I was a very like, I was an active kid and I talked a lot, kind of like I do now actually. But, <laughs> um, when <laughs> I went to kindergarten, opposite. I had, I had like an, an older, like meaner kindergarten teacher who had been doing it clearly for like 30 or 40 years. And, uh, I happened to be, I found this out later. The year that I was in her class, her husband passed away. So she was just like not in the mood, not in the mood for like young kids and like all that sort of shit. Makes sense. Yeah. So she was just grumpy a lot of the time. And that sort of was when like any sort of like social stuff kind of like took a back seat because she wanted me to focus on like numbers and math and uh, reading and all that sort of stuff. And I did. Um, and a lot of elementary school was like that. I had like a couple of friends, talked to a couple of people, but for the most part, it was like school stuff, basically. Right. Get good grades, do well there. Um, I also lived in a town um, where there was a college right there. So I knew I wanted to go, in this case, to uh, Free Hardeman, which I never did. Um, but I was like, I remember telling my friend <laughs> of being like, all right, so we're in, we're in the same grade now. And then after we get out of here, we can go to middle school. We can still be friends there. And <laughs> yeah. after that, we can go to high school and still be friends there. And I'm like, oh, what are you doing in college? You doing free Hardeman too? Oh, then we can be friends there as well. So it wasn't even necessarily that like I wanted to go to college, but more like my friend was probably going to go there and I wanted to be friends, right? Because you're a dumb elementary school kid. I like, had a friend like that about. in elementary yeah. school too. And it was a very similar situation. We went to the same high school and element in middle school and we both talked about going to the same college, but he ended up not going to college. Yeah. So like so much for that. I didn't even go. I've never been there um, because I kind of grow a little bit of a disdain for it, but elementary school, fine, whatever. Um, and then right around middle school is when we moved. Um and a lot of my childhood has been moving from a lot of different places. We were never really in, like, one location for a while. Um, in fact, all of my middle school years, 
practically every every year was a move, right? So fourth grade, it was in the city in a private school. Next year, it was like an out in the country school. Year after that, it was back to my hometown. And then after all that moving throughout all of middle school, by the time junior high and high school rolled around, I pretty much like am where I'm at now, basically. Right. But uh, e- even in elementary school when I was little, um, my kindergarten teacher was in a different town than the one I ended up going to for elementary school. So we moved around a lot, basically. Um, is what I was getting at there. So I really wasn't, you know, very active in a lot of social stuff, but I, I worked very hard to get, like, good grades and all that sort of stuff. Eventually, the stress, like, grew on each other a lot to the point where in middle school was my magic I-don't-give-a-fuck moment anymore. Most um, people, it's in middle school, right? It's in middle school, because middle school sucks, especially when you were moving around like I was and you really didn't have a whole lot of friends and the work got harder and harder. And it wasn't, like, fun elementary school where you would have recess. Like, my middle school, we stayed inside all day, right? Like, they weren't, yeah, they weren't fucking same. around at any point. Um, so it was at that moment where all the stress kind of collapsed on itself, and then it kind of grew into a mentality of, I'll just do what I can to get by, right? Um, Interesting. So that sort of stopped the, the era of A plus Aiden and kind of evolved into what I would like to call the B and C Aiden, right? <laughs> We're like, yeah. I did fine, and I did just enough to pass. I would never get a D. I would never fail a class. But I was always just do enough to get B or C. Never an overachiever. Um, and then that kind of, like, transferred into home life stuff as well. Like, I'd do chores, but I wouldn't, like, do them to the best of my ability, right? Like, I, I wouldn't have a whole lot of pride in what I did a lot of the time unless it was, like, creative stuff, like making videos or whatever. And then yeah. it would be like, oh, I have a camcorder and an Ethan. Let's film a video or... Uh, if we're talking about video games, I'll get all into that. I'll do all the work for that. But like when it came to school and life stuff like that, the stress and all that sort of put me in a scenario where I didn't really work that hard. Um, right. And that kind of carried into junior high and then high school until I got to that point and then went to do college stuff. And those first couple of years were easy. And then I went to the bigger school and then came back and was depressed and all that sort of fun stuff. Um, as far as extracurricular stuff, I did one time, one, one time, middle school, fifth grade, I joined band. Um, I had a clarinet, clarinet player. Ethan was a, uh, trumpet, trumpet player. We joined like the same year because we were in the same middle school. Um, <laughs> I quit after the first month. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I quit after the first month because it was way too much responsibility. Where, like, not only do I have to do school stuff and creative stuff, but now you're telling me I also have to show up to the band every day and practice? Like, no. So, like, um, and that, the part of it, too, was we were doing it, maybe it wasn't the first month, but it was definitely early on, where we were doing it at one school and then moved, and then the band director there sucked a lot more than the old one did. Yeah, a lot of band directors suck. So I kind of lost interest and then quit, and then ever since then... Aside from like random student council year in and year out where you didn't have to do much and you could just go on trips pretty much for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, I very much was not the guy to go after the extracurricular activities. I didn't get a job until very late uh, until like college pretty much was when the first time I actually had to. Right. Yeah. Um, and then school stuff, I, I didn't really do it a whole lot. So yeah, I'd say... I'd say it's a bit different um, for me and you. And I, I had a lot of those same lessons and a lot of those moments. And there were definitely times where, uh, like mowing the lawn, for example. I had to mow the lawn. And uh, for some reason, I found it so zen and relaxing that, like, 
it became the thing I was proud of. So, like, every time I had to mow the lawn, I would go, like, above and beyond, front yard, backyard, around the mailbox, around the trees, even in the ditches and the rain and shit like that. I'd go all <laughs> out. And uh, in those moments, I, I'd say I had a good work ethic. But other times, it was just like, I don't know, I just kind of want to play video games and watch YouTube most of the time. So that's what I did You're right. a lot in childhood. Until we get to the YouTube stuff and Blue Catch Productions, but I'll, I'll save that. But that's sort of my background at least when it came to hard work stuff. A couple of moments and a lot in elementary school, but not so much after middle school. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool to hear all that because it's like, another thing I didn't think about is like, I wasn't allowed to get a C in school. Like, like when I was very young, like I worked hard and I wanted to work hard and I liked to learn and all that kind of stuff. But it was like, I was expected to make A's and B's. If I got a C, I'd be in trouble at home. Not me. <laughs> and then it was like, once middle school, middle school started hurting, what is wrong with me? Holy holy shit. Wasn't speaking properly for a second. It's once awful. middle school started, I um, like I started to make like the occasional C in algebra because I was taking a ninth grade class in seventh grade. Well, <laughs> and it was like, expect. <laughs> right, like I made a C and my dad like wasn't particularly happy with that. So I got in trouble and then I was like, all right, let me do better. And then by high school, I think my parents stopped giving as much a fuck about like my grades because my siblings would start messing up quite, quite worse More. than me. Yeah. <laughs> so they were like, ah, we know Zach's going to be fine. So if you younger brothers are great, day, are great for that shit. Anytime, <laughs> like I was struggling, if Ethan was just doing a little bit worse, I'd be fine. I'd be like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> And I think a lot of my emotional like stress around middle school was kind of when they kind of backed off on that a little bit um, until it got to the point where like, as long as I wasn't making D's or anything, they'd be fine for the most part. So right, definitely different from how you, how you were describing it to me. For sure. About That's your childhood. Interesting, interesting. I'm glad we did that. It was fun. Me too. But anyway, now that we're grown ass senile men, uh, <laughs> I assume yeah. some things have changed a little bit, for better or for worse. Just a little bit, right? Just a little bit. I think, Just so for bit. me, it's like, I don't think I've stopped working hard. It's just, I've stopped working hard on specific things. Mm-hmm. One, of, one of the things that, like, not being able to make a C in school kind of made the ability to fail not an option. We've talked about how great it is to fail at things on the podcast. Oh, yeah. We talked about how like it's important to fail, but it was like growing up, I didn't really have the option to fail. And that meant like I had a five year plan. I had a 10 year plan when I was a fucking child, just because like I, I kind of knew what I wanted to do. So I was going to go do it and I made sure it happened. And then like the older I get, the more I'm like, I don't know exactly what I want to do. I have some options. I have some things I really want to go towards and I Mm -hmm. know I want to make them happen. And I'm choosing to make failure not an option there, right? Like when we talk about YouTube and this kind of creative career thing, like I'm trying to put everything I can into it so I can make it happen. Right. Um, but it's also like uh, when I was last couple of years of college, I started quitting things all the time. I was quitting a jazz ensemble, even though I liked being in jazz ensemble, it was in five other ensembles. I couldn't be in all of them. I didn't have too much other things to do. So I quit one. Um, quitting college in general, right? Yeah. Like it Same was, here. 
Yeah. But but I, for different reasons though, weirdly. It's wow. not like we have the same story on that. From what it That's sounds true. like to me personally, of my my part of hearing it, was it so much that you felt like you weren't given an option so that the the schoolwork and the the not failing thing kind of manifested itself into all right, well I'm about to do it and I don't really have anything after that. Like, and it all came to a head? Or was it you knew you had options, but they didn't come available to you until around uh, college ending? And you're like, oh shit, I don't have to do this anymore? Like, it's one of those two that's really striking out to me, and I'm not sure what it is. I think it's for me, like, creative things have always been a part of my life. And one of the things I was super excited about when I was going into middle school was starting band. And so when I started band and I realized I loved doing it, it was like, okay, I have a career in this. Like, I know I could do this. And I'd always been interested in a lot of different things. And there was, there was a lot of things growing up that I was like, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be this. But it was when I started like playing the trumpet, it was like, okay, cool. This is an, this is an optimal career path. I know I can do this. I like doing this. I'm going to do this. And so I get through high school and I'm still feeling this. But when I turned 16, and I started making a YouTube channel, all of my 100% certainty changed into like a 97% certainty. Right. And then when I was like, ooh, but it'd be really cool to compose music for video games, and I decided to start learning Japanese on my own, that 97 turned to like a 94. And so when I started college, and I started taking all these weird classes, and I was involved in all these other projects, and I was getting more and more into the YouTube, especially when 2017 hit, and I started like, taking things really serious. Big year. <laughs> uh, like it was, it was like slowly and surely that 94% certainty of being a music education teacher in a public high school turned into like a 75, a 55. And then b- before senior year, I didn't tell everybody I had made the decision to drop college before senior year even started. Right. And so it was... It was. It wasn't that I had ever stopped working hard on anything. It was that I realized how much I wanted to do this other thing, and so I started working harder on that, which meant that my work ethic on everything else had to go down. Had to diminish. Right. Right. Because there's only so much time in the day. It's got to be equal to where like you everything is balanced, and uh, it definitely wasn't for you at a certain point. Yeah. I think for me specifically, it was like. I'd already kind of like knew what I wanted because like I started Blue Catch Productions before I even went to college. Right. right. And so when the decision came, it wasn't like you were like, you went into it knowing that you wanted to do like music stuff. I went into it knowing I wanted to do YouTube stuff. Right. Right. And yeah, so for like sure. for me, it was just like, all right, what's the closest thing to that? It's communications. Right. I'll do that and then work on YouTube stuff at the side, but very quickly. And I mean, very quickly. Um, it made no sense to me why I was why I was doing that if I already enjoyed doing this first in the first place, right? Like I don't need a degree to do this. Why am I doing this? And then it became more of an emotional thing where like, oh, also it sucks being isolated, right? Yeah, like that yeah, type of shit. Sure. Um, and that all kind of compounded to where I left uh, at the beginning of my junior year. Yeah. 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 No, maybe it was either beginning of junior year or middle of junior year, somewhere around there. 
Uh, it but was, I was still it was like junior because you finished your second year before you were right. moved down here, and then right, yeah, and then I didn't, and then I didn't do that either. But I was still like, even if I had done the another year and a half or another full year, I still don't know if I would have been able to do everything to make it to that. But right. it was already kind of like compounding, um, and so it all just kind of hit at once, uh, where it just didn't make sense to do all that unnecessary work on top of the stuff I actually liked doing. <laughs> so the time for was sure. a bit weirder on me than it was for you. Yeah. No, and it's it's like 15 years ago when I was seven years old and I was wanting to go to Furman. And then, you know, 13 years ago when I was starting middle school and started playing trumpet, like those are completely different times than than now like there's so many more opportunities online to do youtube and to do podcasts and live streams and do some of this do all of it right Mm -hmm. we know there's options there to make a career out of it and so it's like i'm not super surprised that my i don't think my interests have ever changed it's just the way i want to utilize my interests have changed have changed dramatically right I'd say that's a pretty accurate description. <laughs> yeah. And I think when I listen to like your story about like working hard and your, your past with it and everything, like even going, even using the, the lawnmower situation mm-hmm. and cutting the grass, you put more pride in that. You put more effort in that because it was something you enjoyed doing. I enjoyed doing it. Right. More than any other, like comparatively dishes and bathroom sucks. Like nobody <laughs> likes doing either of those. I don't care this who you true. are. It's not fun. Whereas, like, not only when 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 you're mowing the grass, you're by yourself. That's what I like about it. It is very yeah. standoffish. You don't talk to anybody. It's just you and your thoughts. Um, and it's why I've enjoyed walking a lot more too, because it gets me like out of the house and just with me. Um, right. So I can really sure. check in on myself and be like, "Yo, how's Aiden doing?" Type of shit. And then, like, to give myself more time, I would go above and beyond on like walking or running or mowing the lawn, so I have more time to think about stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's just sort of what it became to, to the point where, like, uh, even in high school, um, I was doing, like, YouTube channels. The Sploder Show. I did the Duper Brothers. I did all this sort of stuff. And what the Sploder Show was daily for a while, right? Like, <laughs> what what junior high kid do you know is doing, like, a daily YouTube show, right? Like, I enjoyed doing that a lot, even if it was on a shitty laptop and had bad production quality. I knew at a very young age... Um, not that I wanted to do YouTube, but I wanted to do entertainment stuff. I had a camcorder around me all the time. I wanted to be a singer for a good period of time. I wanted to be a newscaster as that evolved, right? And then mm-hmm. eventually got to the point where like, yeah, I watch so many cool people on YouTube. I wonder if I could do that. And then once I figured out that shit, like it was it was already over by then. Right. <laughs> it was already over by then. Like it, it was by far the most achievable and realistic of all of those passions I had previously, but combined a lot of stuff to where I could do news, I could do music, or I could just entertain. There are open possibilities, and I could do it for free. Mm-hmm. Sure, why not? Um, but yeah, when it came to creative stuff, I was always just like, let's fucking make the best thing I can, right? Um, I know more about like technology and weird ass video cables and. Uh, YouTubers and production stuff and video game history than like most people did in my immediate family. Right? <laughs> right? Awesome. But like they know how to cook <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's a trade-off, right? Um, 
but when it came to my interests and stuff I love doing, I always like went above and beyond and research and learning that sort of stuff and getting myself to the point where like, yo, when I'm older, I'm going to know how to do this and I'm going to hit the ground running, even as a young kid, right? right? At junior high, middle school type shit. So I, it's, it's interesting. I think, um, I think both of us and I think most people kind of feel this way. Um, if you're instilled in any kind of hard work as a child or, you know, if you're kind of used to hearing people tell you, you need to work hard. Um, most children will work hard for a little bit and then they'll start to hit that like, point. They'll start to dip off. Like you said, hit that point. You, it was in middle school. Me, it was at the end of high school. Just kind of realize some things don't matter as much as others. And I think around that time, it's either because of mental health and like personal situations or it's because of they found their passion. The world opens up a lot in that age where you're like discovering all sorts of new shit that you never even thought was possible. Right. Every day was like, whoa, that exists? That's really cool. (laughs) Constantly. I love that about childhood. It's like everything is a new, fun, interesting thing to look at and learn. Yeah. Um, And more of the world just opened up and it's like, wait, maybe my dumbass first grade idea of what I wanted to be isn't the way I should actually do it, right? Right. So... And I think it's been interesting. I've been I've been really kind of doing a lot of this reflecting, um, you know, trying to figure out, like, why do I want to create? Why do I like to learn? Why do I want to help people? Those kind of things. And it's it's super cool to kind of go back to a little bit of that childhood state and really, like, like think about them. New. And, and like, <laughs> everything is different. It's like I can like like I've I like to draw a lot as a kid and I don't do that much anymore. So it's like I've been trying to get back into that. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just kind of going out there and doing new things, doing different things, doing old things again. Uh, definitely helps with a lot of things, motivation, mental health, uh, the career, etc. But um, I kind of wanted to transition a little bit of that into the overall topic of hustle culture. Right. Because hustle culture was not a thing when you and me were five. So. Right. To say yeah. attitudes have changed uh, is an understatement, especially in this digital world that we're living in. Exactly. So when somebody like Gary V puts out a bunch of videos talking about how hard he works, shows how hard he works, shows all the meetings he's doing, uh, shows that he works from like 6 a.m. to midnight, shows that he he's doing all these different things, um, a lot of people feel skeptical about it. They either think he's falsifying how much he works or... They're worried that other people are going to see that and think that's the way you need to do to be successful mm-hmm. and they'll end up harming themselves, um, getting too much into the work, not having a work-life balance, et cetera, et cetera. So like from that, we've kind of had this almost sort of like a national debate of like work and how we go about it um, all the way from like McDonald's and corporate stuff to in this day and age, like freelancing creative stuff side hobbies side passions there's so many ways to make money now that like the strategies in which we go about making money and how we spend our time and work have totally changed in the past couple of years and i feel like gary v especially really opened up the door um and almost kind of like turned hustle culture unknowingly or not into sort of this almost brand a little right. bit 
Right. To where like it's sold on coffee cups, it's sold on shirts, it's almost like a fashion statement. Talking about how hard you work is like a key way to get like Twitter followers and clout. Like it is viral to work hard now. And that's yeah. not where work used to be in a couple of years ago. So like things have definitely opened up and changed. And whether you agree with it or not, I think at the very least, the fact that we're even having a conversation about it um, is telling. And it is really nice to hear, especially like given the population and where we're heading in this sort of technology centered world, what work is going to look like in 10 years from now. Um, and we're already kind of heading that way, especially if more people freelance or want to do YouTube or other creative work rather than working in a factory. You know? Right, right. <laughs> it's we're having these bigger conversations around that and around happiness. Yeah, happiness is a big one. It's so much clearer that if you're doing something you love at work, your life's going to be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it, you're, you're not going to be as miserable if you're doing youtube videos every day and making money and living off of that than if you have to go to a factory every single day and work there and i think that's such a generational gap where a part of what makes hustle culture sound so cool is that it appeals directly to like you're in my generation and even generations younger than us right who from the outset saw what work did to our parents saw what work did to our friends, coworkers, neighbors, all that sort of stuff. And at this point, being the first like active generation to question it and kind of be like, well, why are we doing it this way? Why right. is work something that has to be no fun? Why does work just have to be like grinding away in hopes of reaching somewhere and then being miserable the whole time? And I feel like Gary Vee really tapped into that and started being like, yo, I know the fucking generations that are coming up who've learned all this stuff about technology and all that sort of stuff. If you want to succeed in your world that's coming up, doing it the way your grandparents did is not going to be good enough. And I, and I subscribe right. to that wholly. I even, Same. from a certain extent, believe it's better than a lot of, like, specifically, like, Asian countries and, like, places like Japan or China where it's just, like... God, I don't even think they've considered happiness into their work equation. It's all like either for the government or your family and they just like work themselves to death. And it's like, oh, I don't I don't want to end up like that. I've yeah. heard too many horror stories. <laughs> What's well, like I know I know China is a communist country, so there's you know, there's obviously a lot that's kinda of going around in that country that we don't want to strive towards. Right. But like with Japan specifically, um, there are Japan's male population in their like 30s and 40s has the highest suicide rate in the world mm-hmm. because these people work themselves to death like they work so hard in their company their company has so much overtime that they have to go through and it's like like people just don't see their fathers that much in japan but it's like it's branded crazy. in childhood too like if you're a japanese kid and you're like learning you want to talk about like strict parents like it's like yeah. fucking law there, right? Like, right. don't come back with the B ever, <laughs> or you right. don't feel love in this household, right? Like that type of shit, even from the parenting level, is so wildly different than how we talk about it. And I hope this, like, at the very least, whether you believe in hustle culture or not, can kind of open up not only the U.S., but the world to an idea of, like, working hard at what you love, but also not, like, just working to grind yourself out, trying to right. find that balance, I think. It's. I mean, it's like I watched. I had to walk a, watch a documentary for a class in college, and it was, uh, it was like an early two thousands documentary. But even then, people were 
scrutinized for not going to college and just working like a part-time job so yeah. they could do like a freelance type thing over in Japan. It's like yeah. crazy. And yeah. even if you were going to be like an animator or a video game designer or something creative like that, you'd still go to college for it over there. And you would still like, you know, go through the, you know, go through the ladder to get to the top. And like, yeah. even over here, even in the West, like college is still a very important thing. And like, yeah. we hear all the time in news stories about like this college admission scandal and shit like that, where like people are actively spending money to be sure their kids go to college. We value it that much. Which is wild right? to me. Yeah. Bribing to get into college because we as a society value that so much. And it's like, I'm glad Gary V opened up the idea that that might not necessarily be the way to happiness, right? Like we need that. Right. We need the option at the very, whether you believe in college or not, we at least need the option to be like, it may not be right for you. And I like that that's at least opening up that conversation. Right. Now, I also want to point out, like, we are very fortunate in that, uh, while, yes, there are some, like, messed up things happening in the world currently, and, yes, not everything is rainbows and happiness yet, but we are very fortunate in the fact that we really haven't had to deal with a lot of things that have been happening in the world as mm. far as, like, wars and depression, like, like the Great Depression and famine oh, yeah. and... Like, most people in America have not had to deal with, like, going hungry. Their biggest concern is whether or not they have free Wi-Fi today, right? <laughs> like, we are a very fortunate, especially if you live in America, but even, like, um, you know, other first world countries, like, right. we're able to think about happiness. We're able to start, you know, thinking about what we could do as our career that's not grinding our hours away, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's something to, it, it just, it baffles my mind when people are like, Gary Vee's uh, connection with work is, is awful and it's going to make a lot of people not sleep and unhealthy when what he's talking about specifically is instead of spending eight hours a day doing something you don't want to do, spend 10 hours a day doing something you do want to do. Time management stuff. <laughs> right. Which makes sense to me. Um so I guess we should just like get in the like overall opinions of like where we're at with the whole hustle culture movement, both like pros and cons. Yeah. I mean, I, I think pro number one, obviously is like knowing like just what I was saying. It's just, you know, we now have the option to make a creative career doing YouTube videos and podcasts and streams. And if we work ridiculously hard, 10 to 12 hours a day on that, then in a few years, we could end up not having to work as hard every single day. Or even if we are working really hard, we're still doing something we love to do. We're surviving off of it. And we don't have to leave our house for eight hours a day working at a factory or a grocery store or, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff to make ends meet. Right. Just sort of opening the well of options of like, look how much shit is available now. Yeah. Um, Especially like on Twitter and Fiverr and all these other like video editing type shit. Like it's right. incredible to see like the market for that just kind of rise up out of nowhere as more and more people want to get into content creation. How much those skills are like valued now? <laughs> like you couldn't mm-hmm. you couldn't like pay for a fucking video editor ten years ago, right? Like who would even who would even pay you, right? And how much? Probably not as much as now. 
Um, exactly. And that's that's just been as interest and demand continues to grow. Um, and I think, to the the second pro is that to me, it creates a realistic way to like follow your passions and follow your dreams. Right. Exactly. Like people constantly tell you to follow your passion and follow your dreams, but it's really until this sort of hustle culture like came around to where it made sense to actually do that. Cause like follow your dreams and follow your passion sounds like good. And it does. But if you have no realistic way to do that, it just means nothing to you. Right. Like, exactly. all right. What, how, how do I follow my passions? How do I follow my dreams? Right. And hustle culture presents this sort of opportunity of like, yo, if I work at it hard enough, I can actively follow those, right? It's sort of a blueprint, a path laid forward now. Um, so that's my, that's that's a pro, I think. Right, because, I mean, we've seen so many people that kind of peddle this idea of, like, extreme passive income. You can work on a beach and not have to, not have to work more than an hour a day, that kind of thing. Or, you know, just, just kind of this when people talk about fame and, and a lot of money and all that kind of stuff, usually a lot of luck is based around it. Mm-hmm. And so there's not been as much actionable advice when it comes to becoming an actor. You know, a lot of people wanted to go to Hollywood for a very long time and be an actor and be famous. Now it's very much more practical to start a YouTube channel, work on it for 10 years about an, talk about a very specific thing that you enjoy talking about and you might not be famous. You might not be wealthy, but you will have an audience and you will make like, you know, even $50,000 a year, right? Like that's a good amount of money to live off of. Mm. Especially if you're like one of us that lives in like South Carolina or Tennessee, right? Like, right. Very non high income places of rent and shit like that. Yeah. I concur. But I guess looking at a negative, um, one of the negatives that's been thrown around a lot, and it, it really depends on how you look look at it, is that some people think like working too hard is, you know, detrimental to your health. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think that's true. We've discussed it before. Like burnout, especially, is like a direct result of that a lot of times of like, working yourself to the point where you don't want to work ever again type of shit burning out on your love and passion and interest simply because you did it only that forever um Mm -hmm. and i don't know like how many passions can really sustain that right like how many dreams and ideas can work under the pressure of doing it for 24 hours a day every day until 10 years after it like i love a lot of things i don't know if there's anything in my life that could work under that amount of work and passion daily um right and how much of that can just be like fun hobby shit right um but like for me especially when everything in life was going wrong and the youtube thing kind of became the one thing that like made me happy it just led to a recipe of like as soon as that shit went downhill that i went downhill right because i was so invested in this sort of stuff to begin with that like probably led to some form of depression that i have now it probably led to me not having a good sleep schedule at all it meant that i just got up and sat on a fucking computer desk for a while and just did that and never really got any physical exercise right like if you let it absolutely it could be detrimental to your health um this whole health challenge is just kind of like at least being mindful to the fact that like 
most content creators aren't really that healthy at all. And but we're actively like trying to improve that. And I think most people, if you play it smart, can actively keep on top of their health while following their passions. Um, right. But to say a lot of people fall into that trap, I think is accurate. I agree. I mean, there's there's kind of this uh, whole like, I'm going to work smart instead of working hard. It's like, or you could work smart and hard, not burn out, dumbass. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's that's what it that's really what it comes down to. It's sure valuing hustle, valuing hard work, but doing it with some mindfulness and you know, getting seven, eight hours of sleep at night, right? Like mm-hmm. getting some walks in, drinking water, eating healthy, doing all the stuff you're supposed to do in general, not letting that stuff go to the wayside, which both of us have done a lot, but we're trying oh, to sure. fix it. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but it's like, then you can, then you can work hard the rest of your 10, 12 hours a day. It's doing, also like doing your thing, not a cop out for responsibilities you already have. If you're a parent, if you work a job on top of this stuff, like it's not a cop out to just stop those things either. It just means that like when you're asked at home, like, you know, put a little bit more effort into it than the 30 minutes you spent looking at your phone, wondering what it could be right? rather than like doing right. And I, I totally like, again, like we have people in our community who are parents who work side jobs who like want to do YouTube stuff, but like can't because they don't have all the time in the world. But the more and more I found is like the people who really want to do it, move past that, continue to follow their responsibilities and also work hard too. Like you have a lot of time on your hands, basically. That's what I'm getting down to here. Yeah. yeah. We, I mean, we've talked about time management and a lot of, a lot of things like that in the past, but it, it really comes down to like, how much time are you wasting per day? Right. <laughs> how much TV are you watching? The average American... And this is still true. It's wild. The average American watches like three hours of TV a day. Yep. And it's like, I don't do that because I don't watch TV. But I know I, I've spent three hours on YouTube. On YouTube, or right. six hours on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and just doing fucking nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like auditing your time, like we said in a couple episodes ago in the time management episode, just kind of auditing your time, figuring out what you're spending your time on that you don't need to be or don't really want to spend your time on as much. And then taking that time and doing the thing you want to do. Right. And at the same time, working hard at it, right? Like actively putting in that effort. It's pretty important. Agree. Um, I guess just sort of like a... A con for me specifically, and I don't know if you're going to feel the same way about this, but I'm going to shoot it out there. Mm-hmm. My one like thing that bothers me a lot about hustle culture is the idea that no matter how unrealistic I am, no matter how unhealthy I am, no matter how many issues I might personally have, if I work hard, all my problems will go away. Like this sort of like almost, almost like in a fairy tale, the idea that like the blue fairy is going to come up with the hard work wand and hit you on top of the head and suddenly all your issues are are resolved. And it's like, no, (laughs) not even remotely. But people think like that sometimes. They'll be like, oh, I want to be Steven Spielberg and direct 40 movies and also uh, be Kanye West and have 40 albums and have 10 million Twitter followers tomorrow and like 
all this sort of shit when like they can't even pay bills on their house <laughs> right right so the idea that like hard work is going to come in and magically save them from these situations i feel can be like in some form or fashion depending on who you're talking to a little bit misleading like it's not just that it's just there's a billion factors at play here than just hard work alone is my right. one issue and that's where that's where self-awareness comes in right right it's like if you know that you want to in your heart of hearts when you when you really look at who you are if you know that you want to be a creator doing youtube videos then fucking put your all into it like we said in the last tip like you know still take care of your main responsibilities and your health but put your all into it and i genuinely believe if you are if you are good at mm. what you're doing and you work hard, you're going to make it. Mm-hmm. So you have to have the self-awareness of, of whether this thing that you want, that you say you want, is something you actually want. Or do you just want the fame? Or do you just want the money? Well, if that's the case, there's better ways of doing that, right? Right. But then also taking a look at what you're doing and what you're making and saying either A, am I good enough to make it happen? Or B... Am I willing to work hard enough to learn how to do what I'm doing better and become good enough? And then see just working hard enough in general to make that thing happen. And then having the patience of like 10 years on top of that, right? Like, I think for me, hard work can do wonders for like a lot of people. Absolutely. At the very least, create a good work ethic, which is a, a very valued skill. Um, but I think part of that is like, just like me and Zach were mentioning earlier, we grew up in very different circumstances, very different ideas and beliefs. We both live in the South, right? Which also plays a key factor of like where we are where we are now. We both had our different interests growing up. We both had skills that we had to refine. Uh, and we both have skills that we're like not so good at either. Um, but like we, we accounted for that, right? I feel like a right. lot of people, for whatever reason or another... It could make it the shallowest thing ever and just be like, well, if I work hard enough, I can, I can do it. And it's like, not necessarily talent plays a big role. Finding the right people plays a big role. Uh, flexing and learning, learning's a big role. Like you just mm-hmm. said, learning those skills and not, you won't necessarily classify learning new skills into hard work, but like, that's part of the process. There's other things that come with it. Um, hard work definitely being one of the most important for sure. But to say that it's like 100% of the equation or the recipe or that work alone is going to get you to where you need is like a recipe for me to either burn out or self-delusion. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so and, and so I don't is, like that aspect of hustle culture specifically. <laughs> right. No, I agree. I agree. It's hard. It's hard to sell um, hard work to somebody who is, it's like American Idol. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, there's people that go on there that are really shit at singing and people, they'll be like, my parents have always told me how good I am at singing and I'm really excited for this shot to, to sing. And it's like, they go on there and they sound like ass and you're like, <laughs> live TV. I really hate that for you. It's like, I, why did your parents lie to you? But it's also <laughs> like, why are you lying to yourself? Mm-hmm. That, and maybe you don't have the self-awareness to figure that out. Well, then in that case you need to be willing to work 20 years at this thing you're doing and still somehow figure out how you're going to pay your bills and take care of your family. Right. Right. And like I think, it's okay to have a hobby. Sure. 
Absolutely. But if you're wanting to turn into a career, you really have to have that self-awareness on whether you're good enough at it. And it's a hard conversation. I just feel like a lot of, you know, sort of that younger generation, um, even us included sometimes, maybe haven't had enough failures or hardships along the way that like had we had them may have accurately informed like what path we should be on and if we're working toward the right path. You're right. Um, because I do believe that there are legitimately people out there who just don't have any setbacks in life and then they hear the idea that hard work can get them to wherever and they do that and they inevitably fail and then quit, right? Or get mm-hmm. depressed or something worse. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, it's why I like the setbacks that I go through, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, finally. This is like, ha- this is happening, kind of, right? It feels real <laughs> to me now. Um, and it's not just like in my head, like there's actual like consequences to working hard sacrificing being a thing that often doesn't have a nice brand around it or doesn't have an inspirational speaker attached to it but sacrifice is a huge part of it as well that comes alongside the hard work that gets a lot of people to where they need to be no no for sure it's something that i've been like i've been thinking a lot about this lately too um kind of we were talking about my my childhood and stuff as we were going through that part of the segment. And like I said, failure really wasn't an option when I was younger. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I didn't fought, fail at all as a kid. I definitely did. There were different things. But it's like the more I look at my childhood, the more I look at my work ethic and what I was involved in, it was like if I applied for something when I was younger, I was usually able to get it. Right? I applied to the college I went to. I applied to like seven colleges. I got into all of them. I went to the one I wanted to go to. And it's like, I feel like I'm bragging right there, but it was just, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. And it was always, if I'm going to do this thing, I'm going to go do it. And then I did it. And that was really cool because I was willing to kind of put in the work in that. But I'm also wondering, was my bar really low? I don't think so. I mean, trying to get A's and B's on everything isn't particularly easy. We both know that. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like I still put some work behind it. The college that I went to, I was able to get a full ride for. So it's like I worked hard to get there. But now, as I start going further and further into this creative entrepreneurship route, trying to be a successful content creator on the internet, and constantly, almost every day, failing at something, Mm -hmm. I'm like... I, I wonder, I'm like, am I doing what I need to be doing? Right. Like everything else I've gone for, I've gotten it. But then I but then I go back to you're just you're just not there yet. You just gotta you're work a little bit yet. harder. Part yeah. of the process for sure. And I feel right. like a lot of people been had been put in your shoes would have just saw that first sign of resistance and just left, right? It'd be like, fuck right. this. I'm gonna go back to get my music degree. Like, fuck, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who gives a shit about this YouTube nonsense? I need I need fucking rent. Like, you know, right. most people would have. Um, I'm just saying. Uh, but also, like, <laughs> it's been wild with you specifically of, like, how many times, even on this podcast specifically, where you sound so sure of something, and you come back and be like, yeah, that actually wasn't a good idea. Or how many times I've done that yeah. right, in the past couple right. of years. Um, right. And like, we could we could regret those things, absolutely, and look at it like that. Uh, but to me, it's like a sign of growth, of like, oh, mm-hmm. that didn't fucking go anywhere. Cool. Uh, now what? Right? Like, um, 
because I just know too many people like who would have stopped after that. Part of part of hard work is just realizing that you're going to work yourself into a failure and have to sacrifice something and being okay with that and continuing to right. work hard despite that. Knowing exactly. that knowing that in the universe, knowing that the universe doesn't owe you a goddamn thing no matter how hard you work yes. or how hard you try is like once yes. you accept that, once that's in your head when you when you feel like you aren't owed anything by anybody or anyone is the moment where you can be like, all right, now I can just work, right? Like, but there's there's nothing on my back now, right? I, I, I make it or break it based on my own shit, you know? I think that's what gets me through all the failures now. Because it's like, like I dealt with struggle as a kid. I say I didn't, I didn't deal with failure, but I dealt with struggle. Yeah. Like there was, you know, there were other circumstances that weren't in my control that made what it, what was in my control harder to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think that kind of stuff definitely helps now. Cause it's like, I know that nobody's going to hand any of this to me mm-hmm. and there are going to be people that are going to, or there are going to be situations that are going to actively try to stop me from doing what I'm doing. But if I continue to work hard at it, I know that eventually I'm going to get there. I think maybe if I regret one thing about like my childhood experience specifically is once I'd gotten to that point in middle school um, where I just stopped caring, like I was okay with stop caring about school stuff. Cause to be honest, I still don't care about it now. So I'm still, <laughs> I'm still on that middle school Same. grade length, but I do wish like I would have gone out more. I do wish I would have like had some cool experiences to share. I do wish I would have stuck with band or hell a student council or like joined a chess team. Right? Because what ended up happening a lot of the time is I set the bar so low for myself on a lot of that stuff where, like, so long as I was just, like, coasting by, I felt happy. Yeah. Um, And then, like, I wonder why I don't feel self-confident about a video that I'm posting out. Because, like, up until this point, you know, I'm not a risky guy. I didn't take a lot of those risks as a kid. And now has been the time where, like, all right, every video is a fucking risk. Here goes. Like, (laughs) it's zero to 100 almost. Um of going out on that ledge and, and going out and trying those things. And I did. Uh, I ran for student council president like two or three times. Have I told you this actually? No, you haven't. Mm-hmm. So this is a great story. So back in uh, junior high specifically, part of student council. And of course, if you were part of student council, you had the opportunity to run for president. Yeah, I or did whatever. it in like sixth and seventh grade. Didn't All have that's... time in eighth grade. All that sort of shit. So, uh... <laughs> I, uh, it would always be like the popular girl, right? Like number one, mm-hmm. big shit, like popular girl, hundred percent of the time. <laughs> and then, uh, usually no one would run against her, right? She would go in fucking steamroll and then just win every time. Um, but me <laughs> being the kind of creative <laughs> guy I was or whatever, is like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Like what? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to do it. Um, <laughs> and so a lot of my campaign shit. Um, in junior high, being junior high meme, me, uh, was memes. It was meme yeah. shit. And I'm not talking like relevant memes. I'm talking like uh, Chuck Norris memes around a lot of my yes. posters. Uh, a girl called Bernice from like South Beach Toe was like an inside joke at my school. So I put her on a lot of posters and shit. Um I did, I did that in, like, my spare time and just hung it out places, whatever. I'd go, like, convince my friends to vote for me or whatever. And uh, that was fine. What a lot of people didn't like was at the end of the election cycle, the day you were supposed to vote, 
you had to get in front of the entire student body and like prepare like a speech, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's there in the gym. Everybody's watching you. And at that point, most people will be like, no, fuck the joke. I'm leaving. Right. Right. And so uh, Aiden with his Chuck Norris speech in hand, uh, (laughs) offering promises that I could not keep whatsoever, got in front Mm -hmm. of the entire student body, nervous as all hell, gave the speech, had a fun time. Obviously, a lot of the popular guys were just eating this shit up. Like, they were just like, (laughs) whoa, this is epic. My friends thought it was epic. A lot of people didn't care or knew who I was. Um, And then I lost, and I did it again next year, right? (laughs) Like, despite all of that, despite the amount of embarrassment. Throughout high school, I constantly got reminded of that shit multiple times. Despite the embarrassment, despite the memes and the jokes and all this sort of stuff, it was one of the few moments I remember of being like, Yo, that took fucking balls to do that. For sure. To put myself out on a limb for everybody in this junior high to look at my stupid posters and to give a dumbass speech that I wasn't confident about whatsoever <laughs> in front of the student body. And I did it, right? I didn't win. And I would have liked to have won. It would have been kind of epic. But, you know, like ultimately that's what mattered was the fact that you even got out there and did it. Um, and for a kid who had a very low bar as far as school stuff was concerned, um, that was impressive to me. <laughs> Looking yeah. back on. Yeah. I think it's cool that like, I, I feel like you continue to do this even now. You put yourself out there mm-hmm. and you do what you, what it is you want to do. Right. And I think that that's why, like, I, I think that's why you're going to win eventually. Right. I think you're going to be able to do what you want to do eventually. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the same reason why I feel the same way about myself. It's, I like I'm surprised I didn't get picked on more as a kid <laughs> like I got bullied quite a lot but yeah. I'm surprised I didn't get bullied more because I think back on some of the shit that I did should have been more bullying in the system here <laughs> I never I never got embarrassed about things right. I've never felt embarrassed about anything oh, no. <laughs> but it's like the more I think about things in my past like I should have been more embarrassed about who I was mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, I was so into fucking band. I was so into it, even in high school. All the way up to, like, I'm going to say sophomore year of high school, junior year, I was kind of getting over it. And senior year, that's a whole nother story. But, like, um, like I remember as band captain, as a sophomore, telling seniors they needed to do what the fuck they were supposed to be doing. Oh, so um, you were the you were the sourpuss, the group. Well, well, I, <laughs> I was friends with most people in band. Okay. I was nice. I was I was still friends with most people. Yeah, that I knew there were some people that didn't like me okay. because I was a hard ass at band. Like I knew that we we had to do what we were supposed to do, and I was going to be the one that made sure that happened. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, like I should have got picked on more, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I should have called you Captain No Fun Allowed. <laughs> like, that would have been epic. I would have been all up on that shit. Then senior year, that was the whole football game. I just didn't go to. Oopsie. <laughs> Oopsie doopsie. My band director was not happy about it, but I wasn't happy with some of the things he was doing either. So so I can't you know. I felt like it equaled out. Yeah. Well Well, whole... we're not we're not actually performing well in competitions and that's not my fault, so Therefore I'm therefore. Right. And like I, I cut back to that non risk taking Aiden a lot of the times and then look back at like just this past month where I did a comedy song about anal. <laughs> you know? Like, I, I think back, and I'm like, 
no version of me up until this current point in time would have done that. Right. But this version did. Right? And as embarrassing as that song still is, <laughs> like, even to me, like, I don't care about that anymore. Um, and I'm still working through it as a process, but, like, I'm taking those risks now. I'm trying to work on these sort of things. And, like, I stopped caring about, like, what people thought of me in the moment because I knew if I continued to work hard and continue to hustle and do all that sort of stuff, it wouldn't matter what people thought of me. You're right. Know? It wouldn't exactly. matter what you thought of the fucking Dream Daddy Let's Play. Look at episode 104 of Your Everyday Nerd. Like, <laughs> fuck you. Right? Like, you know, yeah. that type of shit. Like, of course the Sploder show is bad, but, like, it led me to fucking doing back to the video games. But if I didn't put myself out on that limb and try and work on it and improve it, we never would have got there. Um, exactly. And so, so many don't, don't want to. <laughs> and I understand it's, it's very scary. It's very scary. <laughs> it's when I look at hustle culture personally, I see it as an ability to make myself opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like I look at everything it is that I want out of life, the happiness, the ability to help people. The ability to have a, you know, a not necessarily be rich, but be able to like, you know, support myself, my future family, support my family now, that kind of thing. Um, and the ability to create things, right? Mm-hmm. And it's when I look at those things, I know that everything I do now, for the most part, is working towards some part of those goals. Mm-hmm. And so it just it just kind of keeps me going. It's like even through the depression, even through the non-motivation, it's like I don't think I've once I, I, I very often or I not I don't do it often at all. Um, look at a decision and say that was a bad decision. Right. Because even if I didn't get out exactly what I wanted out of it, like going to college, I thought I wanted a degree. I still got a lot more out of it by making the decisions that I felt were the best at that time. Mm-hmm. And, and so you, you can't blame yourself for that either. Being like right. in the moment, right? Exactly. And so when I look at hustle culture and when I, you know, tell people that they should work hard too, um, I look at it as a way that if you work hard, I think that. You're either going to get exactly what you want out of it or you're going to figure out exactly what you want out of it and then go do that. Do that, right. You're at least putting yourself out there enough to the point where like maybe you found out you don't want to do it but this aspect of it is really cool and then you can work on that whether it's video editing or scripting or whatever. Right, like. um, But at least pursuing it in the first place of taking that jump is, is the hardest part I find. A lot of the time. And then, like, after that, the next scariest thing is just, like, continuing to work hard on day 300 compared to, like, day 10. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the other thing. It's, like, it is... I I hate the term and I love the term. But let's talk about, like, the grind, right? Yeah. (laughs) Because there's definitely been one of two stigmas. You have, on the one hand, the grind everyday people. What you doing? Grinding. I was fixing to go get a sandwich. Sorry, I can't eat. I'm too busy grinding, motherfucker. All right? What you doing? Taking a shower. Over here getting this bread while I'm getting this bread. I am grinding over here constantly. Just pro-grind all the time. Nothing matters. Wake up, grind time. All the time. 
Like, yeah. like a fucking gym bros or whatever. I don't even know. And then you have the people who are on the other opposite end of the spectrum of like, grinding is actually dangerous to <laughs> my, my own health and passions. So if I work too hard, you know, I, I might not enjoy doing it anymore. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to work a, an, a small amount each day. And that way, the work will build up over a couple of years and I'll get where I need, right? Like that type of shit. Yeah. Um, whereas I'm like, I don't think either are like healthy. <laughs> my perspective, my perspective on it, I think the word grind has almost completely lost its meaning at this point of like what it means to do that. <laughs> Grinding sucks. Yeah, no one okay, should fucking grind culture, boy. Let's put it, let's put it in perspective. When you're when you're talking about grinding in an RPG, it means that you're doing the same fucking thing over and over again until you get up a level. Right. Or you get a new skill or you do something like that. Grinding fucking sucks. But no, not fun. But if you do a little bit here, you do a little bit there, you you know, you level up a little bit here, level up a little bit there then you are going to eventually like, you know, get something out of it. And an RPG, it's another level and life. It's maybe you got a raise. Maybe you made a little bit more money. Maybe you built a new relationship. Maybe you just made a really cool YouTube video, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're right. Uh, grinding as a whole, I think can, can be detrimental. Um, and I don't particularly like the use of the word grinding at all. You know, like, the only time the grind has ever helped me is like yeah, when, when there's a deadline. Yeah. When was yeah. Aiden hashtag grinding? When the paper was due tomorrow morning, we were on that, that hashtag same. grind life. Okay. In those instances, for a very micro period of time, go ahead. Right. Like, I don't think anybody has a problem with micro grinding to finish a project or a deadline or like a responsibility to like a loved one or a family member or a task right. at your job. Deadlines are important, and if you have to grind to get them done, get them done. I think my problem is this idea of, like, every waking second of my life is this macro grind, (laughs) and that I need to exhaust myself continuously every day in order to even get some of the opportunities I want. And that's where I have a problem with it. It's like, yeah, but breaks are good, too. (laughs) Yeah, but working smarter is a good idea, too. Um, A lot of the times, people just grind themselves unnecessarily. <laughs> like, what are they? What are they doing it out of? A lot of the time, because someone told them to, or it was popular. Like, grinding should be saved for these few specific instances when it really matters and when you need it. Like, it's a secret weapon. It's a secret sauce. It's not yeah. a do every twenty four <laughs> hours of every day in the shower writing DMs to, to hopefully reach an entrepreneur while you're taking a shit type deal. Like, <laughs> you can chill. <laughs> no, for sure. I agree. I think it's. I, I think there's just a lot of people that don't know exactly what they want. And so they look at hustle culture and they say, that's the all that I either work really hard or I don't. And there's, there's this very kind of polar opposite thing going on here. When in reality, some people would be a lot happier at a nine to five job. Yep. <laughs> and then they come home, they watch a couple hours of Netflix. They work a little bit on a YouTube video. They put up the YouTube video when they want to. And then they get a little bit of sleep and they wake up the next morning and they go back to work and they're, some people are just happier that way. Mm-hmm. Hobbies are great. I love hobbies, right? Yeah. I even love like 
shit like people who are passionate about grocery stores because like it makes my experience better like you know what fucking if you are in a shitty job and you hate it but you're making the most of it like shout out to you guys right like i totally empathize with being put in a situation like that and still giving it your all right that's hard work ethic when it comes down to it and like those people are dope (laughs) you know agreed i mean i'm also I'm also like considering a couple of like personal projects that I'm doing now that might be put out in the future. I'm actually considering taking one of those projects and just keeping it all to myself. Sure. Like I'm thinking it might be a cool thing to like create something and just keep it to myself. Um, and I, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see if that's going to make me happier with that. And if so, maybe I don't need to be doing what I'm doing, but I, I really feel like... <laughs> That's part I really of like putting out shit and I really like making shit and talking to people about the shit that I make. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I know that I'm not going to be happy working at a grocery store eight mm-hmm. hours a day. I just know that. I and think so it's, it's finding that finding what makes you happy really is what it comes down to at the end of the day. I think like hustle culture really appeals best to the people who know what they want to do. But for whatever mm-hmm. reason, whether it's life circumstances or something else, are not doing it, right? Yeah. They're working yeah. the nine to five job because it's safe. They went to college because their parents told them to. They got straight A's not because they wanted to, but because they were forced to. They hang out with coworkers that like he has to hang out with type of shit. Where like, if you up to this point in your life have had no control whatsoever in your decisions and how you spend your free time, and you've always wanted to shoot for something like that. Hustle culture, like, I think works the best for those type of people where it's like, you hate your life. You hate where you're at right now. Here's a fucking answer. Work toward it. (laughs) Work toward what you really want to do. Those people, especially who have already kind of been working hard, but just like want, want a passion or or, or want something to work toward like that. uh, They go off on hustle culture. And I'm real. I I like those people a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Same. Same. 100%. It's crazy when I look back at my childhood and like the conversations we've had about it so far, I kind of wonder like when slash if I was happy as a kid. That's something that's kind of got me interested. I wonder that all the time. (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure there were moments that I felt happiness, but like the last time I remember enjoying school was like elementary school when everything was brand new to me and I got so much enjoyment about just reading about anything. Mm-hmm. But then the more I got into music, it was, that was the only thing I wanted to think about. That was the only thing I wanted to do. And then when I got into YouTube, it was another similar thing. That was the only thing I wanted to think about. It was the only thing I wanted to do. And now like I'm getting back into getting in tune with like my, the learning aspects of me, the creating aspects. And it's like, Man, there's so much, there's so much I want to do for a long time, but it's like, now I'm excited about certain things again. Mm-hmm. And it just makes no sense for me not to do them, right? Right. When you have the option, right? When, like, there's an avenue available. Right. Go for it. You know, fuck it. Right? And if that means scheduling myself so that I'm actually getting a sleep schedule, then awesome. That means I get to be doing more of what I want to do. And less of just, you know, staying in bed doing nothing. But I also realize that sleep is healthy and I need sleep. So, you know, don't want to don't want to cut it off too much. I got to sleep at least six hours a day or I'm going to feel 
completely awful. Let me ask you a question specifically. Mm-hmm. When it yes. comes to success, whatever definition of that you have, um, and like advice for other people like trying to achieve their version of success, what is a more important tool to get there? Hard work or discipline? Or third option, are they the same thing? Because I don't think they are. But like I'm throwing it out there as an option. I think, all right. Here's something crazy. For you. We've been talking about hard work this entire episode. Yeah. I think that discipline is more important. Okay. I think that you can't really... It's it, That's the work hard work smart thing. Right. If you don't have discipline, you're not working smart. But just because you have discipline doesn't mean you're working hard. I yeah. feel like. Just means your life and is I, very scheduled and rigged. <laughs> I feel like you can work hard on something that you don't care about. And it won't make you successful, right? Like I worked hard at my job at Bilo senior year and freshman year of college, senior year of high school. But boy, if I could tell you that I was like, I didn't give a fuck about it. Mm -hmm. I was just there to make the money. I still worked hard though. Right. Um, I had the discipline that was necessary to get through that. But even as much as I worked hard, like it's not like I did everything I could have done. To, to be successful in that job. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I don't know. I think what's more most important to me when it comes down to success, and I think success is not just the money, the fame, the, the accolades, the uh, how people feel about the job that you're doing. I don't think success has anything to do with that. I think success is a very internal thing. Personal. Too. personally yeah i think it's very personal to who you are what you want out of life i think discipline is gonna get you there um quickest interesting because you can work hard on anything and it won't get you anywhere interesting. if that makes sense I, I maybe get you. maybe that makes sense i get you i get you okay um what about you I think for me, it would probably, um, it's hard. It's it's really hard. They're both like extremely important. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying if I had to pick one, right? Like which one I'd pick over the other. I just feel like I've, I've shouted the mantra to work hard for so long now in my life that it's gotten to the point where it's like, as much as I tell myself I'm going to work hard, I don't technically work hard until I'm on some kind of schedule. And I'm trying to put out stuff and I'm trying to get my, my bills paid and I'm like trying to be disciplined. Right. It To me, it's like asking the question is like, what's more important? Like the the work or the mindset, right? Because right. if it's like, if the work's the most important thing, hard work gets you there the quickest, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, if the idea is that like, I want to work and enjoy it and work more, then the mindset should come first, right? And that's where right. I think discipline comes into effect of like sort of giving yourself those limitations and training yourself to be able to do it for long enough, regardless of whether it's like fun or not, you know? Like that's right. ultimately going to be like, hard work can be the fucking car, but it, with no gas, like where are you going with it, right? I like, agree, no, 100%. It's the gasoline that at least fuels that to like get you there, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons I wasn't working as hard for, for, for months 
you know, we've talked about it on the podcast, but one of the reasons was my mental state, my, my, my physical, my mental health, my lack of motivation. And most importantly, my lack of discipline. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't tell myself that I need to get a video out today or I need to find a new client or I need to strengthen the relationship with my current client, none of that's going to get done and I'm not going to get anywhere closer to success no matter what I do that day. Great. And I think there's a reason I, I didn't say motivation there at all. Rather than right. like, if I if I were to say hard work or motivation, it's hard work 100% of the time. Yeah, because yeah. like motivation on its own can be great and can even in some form or fashion push you through that hard work. It's happened to me before on like a couple of key projects, but like outside of those projects and especially once they're done, the car stops, right? Yeah. Like I yeah. did the thing I wanted to do. Why do anything else past that? If I'm motivated for one task and one project, I will work on that task. But if I also have three other chores and tasks to get to and I'm not motivated for them, that's as far as the motivation carries me, right? So you could argue that motivation in the same context could also be gasoline for the vehicle that is hard work, but it's only going to last like a couple of miles before you're like, well, now what? And some people are extremely motivated. Some people could last a whole work, like work life off of just motivation alone. Yeah. Most people can't though. Motivation is the air conditioning when it's a hot day. When it's a hot day, right? When it sucks. But like motivation isn't going to be there forever. Discipline can be, right? Yeah. Discipline's at least realistic. Motivation can't always be there. Especially if if you're like me and Zach where depression comes and then motivation's fucking left. It's gone. It fucking, it went out on vacation for a couple of weeks. But discipline was always there from the beginning, right? Like, even when you're depressed. I'm like, (laughs) I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking back to like, how I really haven't had an issue with lack of motivation until recently. Mm-hmm. Like I just haven't. I, I, I for, for my entire life, I've always felt like motivation is the thing that's kept me like going and kept me out of depression, all that. It's entirely untrue. It's, it's discipline. It's mm-hmm. 100% discipline. Like having my parents tell me you got to do good in school. For your ass really beat. wasn't an option. <laughs> right? It's like that kept me doing good in school and having... Uh, having grades that I had to do well or in or having to graduate or whatever it may be like those very actionable metrics, Mm -hmm. very specific goals, those kept me going. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm doing a creative career where the only extrinsic like value that I'm getting out of it is money. Like as far as like something that specifically like rewards me in a physical way, right? Is money or followers or subscribers or however you look at it, right? Like those things, they do motivate me a little bit, but it's like, I I didn't feel like, I feel like there's more options now. Like if I really wanted to go get some more money, I could definitely just go get a part-time job. Go just do that, right? Like, you know, nothing in the way. Right. (laughs) But it's like, that's not something I want to do. So my whole entire issue for the last five years wow. is my lack of fucking d- discipline. Right. That makes it, sense. I mean, I've been more motivated these past couple of weeks because I've been trying to be more disciplined about things. And even like to tie that in back to hard work is like uh, hard work typically in the context that it's brought up in is not something fun. Right. Right. It's not you fun know? at all. Yeah. It's not like work could be fun. Hard work is mostly not fun. Right. Um, 
And so even though like more and more people are, are working toward their passion and working for something that they love and all that sort of stuff, and that's great, even when you work toward your passions and toward your dreams, there is always some part of your passion, some part of your dream that is not fun. And ultimately what's going to get you through that is not the motivation or the love or the, the joy of the craft, but the discipline to push through that shit to get to the fun part later. Right. right? Like, you know, if, if, if every hobby was just like perfect and had no flaws in it whatsoever, like just be motivated and work through it. Right. But even like being mm-hmm. a YouTuber, there's several parts that are fun about being a YouTuber. Uh, like taxes. I keep hearing a lot about YouTuber taxes seems to be the theme of 2019 of like, oh yeah, we pay taxes and like 50% of all of our shit goes to the government. I'm like, wait, what well, the, what the fuck? Well, <laughs> no one talked about this. This one part of the dream. <laughs> yeah. I got hired for episode 203 of another YouTube podcast where we talk about taxes. We just spent a whole episode on taxes. I'm looking forward to that day. That's when Me you know too. you really made it. When half your income is out for taxes and stuff. Like, what about that is fun? What about that relates to your passion or your joy? Um, thing is, you got to work through it, and you have to work through it, and it's going to be that discipline that pushes you through, not motivation. No one's motivated to do taxes. Yeah. No one's motivated to clean their car or put gas in it, but you have to, right? Or you're going to fucking be stranded. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. I fucking, I, I literally put myself in the mindset of probably about a year ago and a little bit before that too, where it was like, I'm working all the time. Like I was working all the time. Like I do now. But because I put it in my mind that watching a movie for an episode of Your Everyday Nerd is technically work. It's technically going towards my video. Mm -hmm. Like I categorize that as working. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, but that wasn't hard work. It wasn't hard for me to sit there and watch that movie. It was fun. It was relatively easy and fun, right? But it's like all of the hard work that I needed to be doing, like putting out a video every day when I was saying I was going to do that Mm. or better yet, you know, the freelance work to pay my bills and shit. It's all the hard work. I wasn't doing nearly as much of. It's so wild when like I talk about a game or a movie or whatever. um, And I'm so excited in the moment as I'm talking about it. And then the next hour or so is me scrounging YouTube and recording gameplay to get that shit in the edit so that I can show what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know how, like, not fun that shit is, right? But, like, I have yeah. to do it if I get the video out. Otherwise, I just recorded me talking to myself, <laughs> right? <laughs> and that goes nowhere on its own. Right. Um, we're sure. like, you could have fun doing an entire recap script, but it doesn't change the process of going through each individual scene as you're talking about it. Well, editing recaps sucked. And editing all it all together. Like, is that, that's work and it's hard and isn't fun, <laughs> but you have yeah. to do it. Right. Um, so yeah, I think I agree. I think, I think discipline's a little bit more important, but, uh, both are extremely connected to each other. Yeah, exactly. Again, just by like trying to be more disciplined, trying to have a schedule and stuff, the hard work has been more prevalent and I've been doing more of it than, uh, Instead of trying to focus on motivation. Mm-hmm. That's fucking wild. <laughs> I like the car analogy. It's been my favorite part of this podcast. Is that the whole car bit. When uh, when yeah. we get when we get a highlight reel of this podcast. Like once it's all said and done. This episode man. I'm telling you. That car analogy. It's going in. Yeah. It's going in the highlight reel. Whoever edits the highlight reel. Whoever it'll be. But Yeah. <laughs> not me. 20 years. Not Zach. So I'm not somebody in the so. future. If you want to do a highlight reel, you can email us at another YT podcast. Another YT podcast. And we'll give you clout. 
Clout, really? Whole That's... ass clout. You get one whole clout. That's wild. <laughs> um, so, like, I guess to ask another question then, like, is it really hard work if you're expecting something at the end of it? Or does that not change the fact that it's still work, but, like, the reasoning behind it maybe just is a little flawed? I think we could do an entire episode on expectations. Oh, we have, I'm sure. <laughs> if we haven't already, we, right? We, like, yeah. I feel like expectations are something that can disrupt hard work, can disrupt discipline, and fuck with motivation. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's like... I think general expectations are, are good. Like generally knowing a goal is nice. Right. I, right. Having a goal. Like I want to do this thing as my career. I need to work really hard to get there. I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to like, I expect myself to put out so many episodes of this series and I expect myself to learn as I continue to do this series and to continue to get better at my editing and my, script writing and my presence on camera and all that kind of stuff. Right. I think Mm -hmm. expectations of yourself, expectations of the work you're putting out. I think that's good. But anytime you try to like put an expectation of, I expect to make money from this. I expect to, um, be famous from this, those kind of things that'll fuck you up. Cause then you'll get through a year of something and you haven't really made any money from it. And you're like, well, I failed, but and that'll mess with motivation, which will then turn mess with your discipline, and then it's all just kind of. So basically, like, don't have expectations for anything outside your control. Like, if right, you can't right. actively absolutely do it, like, probably don't. <laughs> I mean, I think goal. that's a good lesson. That's one of the most important lessons I've ever learned, because I used to be super stressed out about fucking everything, mm-hmm. and I would like, like, stress was just something I always dealt with, and like, I'd go to school and I'd be stressed about, like fucking my family my friends my my life the school like the news just be stressed out about everything right mm-hmm. and it was when i realized that oh i shouldn't be so stressed out about band because i'm doing everything i can in my control there's a lot of other factors that are making it not a good program and all that kind of stuff i started to feel a little bit better about myself sure <laughs> You know, just a little bit. And uh, with YouTube, like, there's so many expectations that that creators have on the the platform, on their viewers, um, on the people they even work with when they make videos, right? Mm -hmm. If you get rid of those expectations, I think you're going to be happier in the long run. I think probably, like, one of the biggest traps that I've run into and a lot of people have for the YouTube-specific stuff is just, like, the idea that your analytics somehow equate to the amount of work you put in. (laughs) <laughs> yeah because right. guess what those two are not connected it did not, not matter at all yeah yeah analytics all. on videos that didn't have a whole lot of work put in and you can work on your masterpiece and have it get two views you know yep. end of the day talked about it earlier <laughs> not in your control at all <laughs> i got a video that spent me a few hours to make and i am not particularly happy with it i didn't really enjoy making it and i canceled the entire series and that video is now my most viewed video on my main channel. Yay. My most viewed video is a video that's now privated. <laughs> because it was me playing a typing game as Maybe a 16-year-old. 
And so it's, and, and yeah, I've spent like, you know, like tens of hours on projects that have got like barely any views. Sure. But people see like, oh, it's a number. This must be like relative to how hard I'm working on it. And it's like, not necessarily, right? There's a lot outside your control when it comes to that right. shit. Uh, alg- alg- algorithmically, your audience, the topic, the title, the thumbnail, like so many things, tags even. Right. Like even with like our group projects, like I have no expectations out of you. I have no expectations out of Jay or Parker or Kyle when it comes to that thing. Mm-hmm. I have expectations for myself and uh, I should probably have more expectations of myself of Lions on our game. <laughs> If I'm being honest. That's brilliant. <laughs> Why? I mean, no, I expected it's just like, a fire red to come out on Wednesday and it came out. What else do you want? All right. Like, I, exactly. I want to bump me on. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, but no, it's like I, I've put a lot more expectations on myself than I do anybody else. Um, which is also detrimental. <laughs> Wonderful. When you put too many expectations on yourself. But no, I'd like seriously just you know, don't be stressed out about things that aren't in your control. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to hard work. Like if you were meant to be at an office at eight AM, you left at seven AM and there was traffic for an entire hour and a half and you didn't get there till eight thirty, then you know, that wasn't entirely your fault. Sure. Absolutely. Or even even the idea of like if I put in this many hours, I'll get this product, right? Like yeah. I don't know, what are you doing in those hours, right? Like what what are you working yeah. on? What's the focus? Exactly. We don't know. You don't know a lot of the time. But to at least have that mindset of like giving your all in the projects no matter how long it takes is like pretty pretty nice. Um Yeah. I guess one more question, this is the last one I have. Um and I'd rather you answer it than me specifically, because I'm not the best at this either. Uh, okay. For people like okay. who don't have a strong work ethic and who want one, right? Like they hear all this and like, man, hard work's important, but man, I'm just, I have never been that guy, right? Either due to circumstances or life stuff. Like, what do you think is like the key to building, not necessarily how to do hard work, but how to at least build that work ethic? Um to finish projects or do whatever they want to do in life. What would be right. your Because I couldn't answer that very well. Like, I don't know. Fucking, it fluctuates so much for me. <laughs> no, for sure. I think it's, well, like, using school as an example. Because um, we, we both talked about our experiences with school. How we both kind of had that fuck-off moment. Mm-hmm. And realized you could get by a lot easier if you didn't put in as much work with school. Um, a, a lot of people kind of figure that out, whether they realize it or not they either go through school getting all a's or they realize hey if i just actually hung out with my friends today i can still get a c and be okay Mm -hmm. so i would say depending on what you're doing figure out how hard it is to get where you want to be like i think that's number one sure where are you working toward at the very least right Right, because like if you want to be like Gary V talks a lot about like being the one percent. If you want to be the one percent or the point one percent, if you want to be a millionaire, and you, you want to have a like a shit ton of free time, and you want to live this life that is so hard to obtain. 
then you're going to need to work like that. Right. Like you need to sleep six hours, wake up, fucking work on the toilet, that kind of thing. Like you were saying, don't do that. But like, if that's what you truly want, if that's the life you want, if you're that's dreaming, you're gonna need to work there. If you're dreaming in the atmosphere type shit that high up, probably. Right. Right. That's what you got to do. If you want to be a Beyonce, you need to work like Beyonce. And then you have to have the, re- then you have to think about whether or not you have the talent to get there. Right. Mm-hmm. Or you just got to work even harder. Right. Like ha- learn enough work, you know, build skills enough to where you can get there. But it's also really making sure that's what's going to make you happy. Because my, my suspicion is if you don't have that much of a work ethic, you don't like to work hard towards any particular goals, mm-hmm. but you want to be like this famous rich person, then my guess is that by becoming that famous rich person, you're not going to be happy. Oh yeah, for sure. Because you have to work really hard and you don't like, you don't you like don't to work do really that. hard. So right. that's not something that's going to make you happy. I, I think in this hypothetical, let's just say like they, they do right like they right. want to work hard and they want to get to it but just have it right like they they're at least somewhat level-headed <laughs> about that's it. an interesting yeah that's right. an interesting but just haven't done it scenario yeah right because it's like usually people that want something have worked at least at something before right like if that's they true. want to work usually they've done some working they've done it right so if you're in a situation where it's like Maybe you're in a situation where like you have a work ethic, but it's not good enough to do exactly what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Then I would say, like, what are you spending time on that you don't need to be doing? Right? Figuring out ways, figuring out ways to make the hard work easier. That's true. That's Even if it's just something as simple as, like, I know I should record a video every day so I can get ahead and actually put out content regularly. Um, but it takes me 20 minutes to set up for a video. It takes me two hours to set up for a video because I have to take my microphone and my laptop and my camera all the way into the other room to record. And then I have to do this, 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 and this. It's like figuring out a way to make that a 10 minute setup instead of a two hour or a five minute setup instead of a 30 minute setup. Um, for, for me, it's just like if I'm editing and I'm doing like basic ass cut shit where I don't need any audio at all, like, even as simple as putting a little bit of music in the background to make it easier on my mental capacity to like right. at least have something in my mind other than okay cut here okay cut here mm-hmm. all right cut <laughs> right. here and then cut here and then cut here like that type of mind numbing hard work type stuff like music has been a key factor to me as well or even just like do it for an hour set yourself that kind of hour time limit mm-hmm. and then be like after the hour is done and you still want to keep going, keep going. But if you don't, like, go grab some food and then come back to it, right? Like, you know, right. you worked hard for an hour. Most people can't even do it for 20 minutes. <laughs> if you, like, dedicate an hour a day to some shit, you'll be surprised what you could do, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it's taking breaks for sure help. And if it's, like, if you're in that situation where it's, like, oh, man, my motivation's really down, I'm depressed, but I know I should be working on something... Pop them antidepressants in your mouth, a swish swish. <laughs> Problem solved, baby. <laughs> if you can get that, if you can get that help, you go for that. But like, I'm one of the things that I, <laughs> one of the things that I think have helped me a little bit here recently is like, um, I need to switch gears into like, oh man, I've been watching YouTube for an hour. I need to get some work done. 
Um, I'm really tired. I'm demotivated. I'm depressed. I don't want to do anything. My, my mind is on fucking everything. I can't get it to concentrate on the editing. Mm -hmm. So I get my ass up and I go do my daily walk or I get my ass up and I go take a shower. Like just taking a shower. That. So good. Reset your mind. Motivation or not, uh, what is it? Uh, meditation. That's another good one to just like reset your mind. Mm -hmm. Eat it. And then eating <laughs> something, yeah. coming back and just, and just chilling. And if I'm really feeling that bad, then I'll like, I'll take the shower without music because I listen to music sometimes when I shower. Or I usually listen to music when I shower. Or uh, I'll go walk, but I won't listen to a podcast. Or I'll meditate and then I'll come back immediately. Or I'll eat something but not watch anything while I'm eating. That way, like, I'm really trying to reset my brain. Mm -hmm. Go back into it. Hop right back into it and be like, man, I'm back at it again. Type shit. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And for me, sometimes, like, in our specific instance, doing these side projects can be just enough, like, to push me back into what I was doing originally. Right? Like, I might That's have fair. nothing done all day. But I know that I'm going to do a podcast today and then sometimes I'll do a podcast and I'll be like, all right, what else can I do? Right? Because I'm in the, I'm in the motion. I'm in the energy to right. do it now. What else can I get done? Or um, even the opposite way where like, I know a podcast is coming up and once it's done, I'm not going to have time for anything else. And then just sort of use that as a deadline to get other projects done. Can sometimes mm -hmm. kick me in the ass enough to be like, all right, well, we got to do this and this because I know I don't want to make Zach wait any longer. Uh, so I try to get that shit that I have to do done first type of deal. Same. Yeah. I've been kind of scheduling one aspect of the schedule that I'll make public. Again, I'm not trying to talk too much about it yet because I'm still trying to figure it out. But like one thing I've been doing is like the six hour, six o'clock to 10 o'clock slot. I've really been dedicating strictly to like projects like the podcast, blinds on our gaming recording sessions, and then streams. And then even like, I know I've talked to Jay about wanting to watch Arrow with him because we're trying to get caught up before the new season and shit. And so it's like having Hello. that in that slot. <laughs> just kind of, right. Just like having that particular slot be dedicated to this thing. And usually I'm like, people are depending me for me to be there. Mm -hmm. That means I really have to work hard on making sure I get in bed the night before. I get up early enough to do everything I need to do. So that I can go do that, and then I got to start getting ready for bed by the time most of that is over. It's true. So, having friends could also be a good little motivation factor, even. That's that's true. Especially if they're all creative and they're counting on you to do stuff, like you know. Right. When there's other people Sunday. involved. <laughs> Sunday, when I knew I was going to be out for like a few hours and shit, and I had to make sure I got my other shit done Saturday so that I didn't. You know, I couldn't do anything Saturday, Sunday, because I was out most of the day. You was right. But even then, coming back and you know getting something done before the end of the day was important too. I concur. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully, yeah. like blocking out a little bit of time, taking breaks, figuring out what you want to do in the first place, all the stuff that me and Zach had mentioned. Hopefully, that'll help at least like kind of build a work ethic or make the one you already have a little bit better. Um, right to do what you actually want to do but it's like it's like a muscle if anything you got to like build it and practice it and like actively work when you don't you're not supposed to sometimes you know like for many people when they walk in the door that's a chill space and, and the idea of even doing work in that space is like totally messes with their head and they're like well i can't do anything here right it's not a workspace right um, so i've kind of turned my room into a fucking office and that's a whole nother issue but 
At least I have everything in yeah. front of me to work on stuff to get those things done. Right. I know, I know for some people it also helps to like go to a coffee shop and get some work done or, you know, go to the library. And as soon as I get a vehicle, I think I'm going to start doing more things like that just cause it'd be nice to have a little, you know, a little scenery change. Oh yeah. I can help. But yeah, it, it can help from what I've heard. Cool. That's it. Yeah. That's all the questions I have in my head. I think that's mostly all I have to say on this topic, too. Want to do, like, little final like... thoughts shit? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, so I can't tell if we were, if we endorsed it most of this episode or crapped on it most of this episode. I felt like it was a good mix. <laughs> I have no idea. It was a good mix of both. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's, it's a complicated little subject, and uh, what we kind of shared here was a little bit of our own personal way of thinking about it, but I know they're, like, there are thousands of perspectives on this shit, especially it gets even more complicated if you have like side careers or a family or you're a teacher or like whatever, you know, there's so many other ways we could have mm-hmm. talked about this. Uh, but at the very least, I figured like we at least offered our perspective on it. So. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, hustle culture, I mean, it has its pros and cons. We kind of went through those a lot. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's just that, that self-awareness and that figuring out what makes you happy and try to go towards that and figuring out your definition of success, right? Mm-hmm. Having, uh, creating some form of discipline. That um, was a big one for sure. In the latter half. <laughs> yeah. Trying to, trying to fix that myself, you know? Yeah, well, well. when you don't have Still a parent figure over you, it's kind of, you know, you kind of have to take charge of your own life and be like, well, <laughs> right. Well, because for me, it was always like I always felt like an adult my entire life just because of situations and shit. Sure. And it's like I understood the importance of discipline. And even like, you know, as the oldest brother would like try to make sure my siblings were were still, you know, being somewhat disciplined. Um, But it was like the older I got, the more I just kind of got tired of doing the same shit all the time. Right. So I mixed things up and I got rid of a sleep schedule and I stopped going to classes in college and then, you know, you get complete anarchy and no wonder (laughs) I haven't worked as hard as I would like to. (laughs) Living in a Charlie the Chocolate Factory scenario. (laughs) The whole fucking factory is going nuts. Pretty much. (laughs) Neat. Jeez. And I think the other thing too that we picked up on this episode especially is like, the motivation is important for sure, but like it's not everything, especially yeah, when things get rough. A whole lot. Especially when like sacrifices happen, like the idea of relying on motivation is like not enough for most people, especially in creative fields. Um, yeah, especially. So like you know, take it with a grain of salt, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's nice to have it for sure. I wish I had it on more occasions, but it's also not the end of the world, right? Like. There are other ways of dealing with problems and tackling tough things, and hard work and discipline is one of them. So, mm-hmm. agreed. I concur, but I think cool. in, in general, this is like hustle culture is an interesting thing, and I'm interested to see how the conversation evolves. For sure. Me too. Yeah, because jobs are going to be so wildly different in the next ten to twenty years, man. I'm excited. It's wild. Excited. We might be like, we might be like, I don't know how much I'm excited about it, but we'll see. 
if it if it goes the way like everybody's been saying, we might be like the last generation that like had to deal with had to had the option to do it the normal way, but then also had the option to do it. Like we're the weird transition generation if you really think about right. it. Like no generation after us is gonna have the exact same issues that we just did with all this work stuff. If it goes the way it's planning to, right? Well but, it's like, like- we lived in the other world for so long, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, cause for one reason, more people are doing creative content, whether they're a creator or not. Yeah. So it's like more of those jobs are opening up. And then like once AI gets good. Oh shit. Yeah. Like AI is going to fucking wipe out most jobs. And so people are just going to have to figure out some way to make money and they're not going to be able to work at McDonald's or they're not going to be able to work at a fucking factory or whatever. Sure. And uh, we're on the be, transition. <laughs> that shit'll be crazy. Oh man, we'll have yeah. to wait and see. I guess. For sure. For sure. Could be both a good thing and also Terminator <laughs> style. The robots take yeah. over, and you know what? Like robots need content to watch on YouTube, and guess who's going to be providing them with? Content? I think of I think of Wally. Me. <laughs> Like in Wally, when you have all them people just sitting around doing nothing but watching some shit. Right. And companies are like taking care of people and shit. That's gonna like be your that's what I think of. On the monitor. You're gonna be right? watching your everyday nerd. Right. <laughs> Episode four thousand three hundred. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a good thing? Like <laughs> obviously it would be like kind of the fall of humanity type shit. But if the fall of humanity also happens to make you yourself famous, is it worth it to be H? Like, you're popular oh, now. <laughs> Just because the rest of know. humanity's suffering doesn't mean I have to suffer, right? Like, yeah, right. You know? Is humanity truly suffering at that point? If your content's that good, I guess not. All right. I'm, not that. <laughs> I'm just like, like, if humanity gets to the point where they've... You know, they've explored the stars and they've kind of gone out and created new civilizations. And mm-hmm. like the biggest, the biggest struggle now is like what you're going to watch on your fucking <laughs> iPad or some shit. Right. Like, I, I don't like, I don't know. Have don't we made know. it? Have we peaked at that point? Is that when you, is that when you peak? And then that's when an alien civilization comes in and wipes your entire population out. But you know, on the ride home. Those aliens are gonna be needing some content to watch, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, you're gonna hear. <laughs> it's what everybody nerd. <laughs> they're gonna be like, I don't understand this. I just like the funny expressions this guy does. <laughs> so it's like, for, real. for you, it's a show about like reviewing culture and everything. But for them, it's just like <laughs> funny Earth boy make loud noises about Titan season two. This is great. <laughs> it's just a comedy over there. <laughs> I hope in forty years I finally make a Titan season two video. <laughs> I think I'm going to not make it this year and just wait until 40 years. Just wait. Just wait 40 years in the future and then the aliens will truly appreciate <laughs> Be somewhere I'd be like, I remember when I watched Titan Season 2 as a 23-year-old and let me tell you, it was bad. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that video. I'd, I'd be so down. Don't even like rewatch it or anything. Just completely no, 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 no. off of memory. Just off memory, what were your thoughts as a 23-year-old? <laughs> but do it at, yeah. at a 40-year-old state. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's That's wonderful. I love that. But yeah, the aliens could enjoy your Titans 2 review. And uh, (laughs) fuck the rest of humanity, honestly. I'm getting getting watch time. Alien watch time. You know how much that's worth? A lot more. That's got to be worth a lot of money. The CPM rates on that shit's got to be high. High. (laughs) 
high. Or no, it'll it'll be a thing where like you're happy that at least the aliens are watching it, and then they find the final destiny final destination recaps and love that more. And they're like, why don't you do this anymore? And they're like, well, fuck me. <laughs> I want somebody to ask me where final Des- or where, where uh, or recap, recap is in 2052. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Eurovision Nerd episode 4380 was good, but like, I remember the good old days of recap. To be honest, Jeez. that's the kind of content. If you don't make another recap episode, it's only those episodes. And they're like, yeah. That was the good shit. <laughs> yeah, and then you find out that the last 2,000 episodes of Your Everyday Nerd was pre-recorded and edited because I kill myself because people are asking me for a recap. <laughs> it's kind of a darker twist, but an interesting one. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a tangent. What a what a weird-ass yeah. tangent in the podcast on. But that's it. That's the topic. Hope you enjoyed listening and shit. Me too. Oh. Can't believe you have to do another one of these in like three days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're coming for you, Calfro. We're coming for you. <laughs> Get hyped, please. I'm going to ask him the dumbass alien hypothetical and see what he thinks of it. <laughs> That'd be high. He'd probably I'm be a fan attack. of it. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think Calfro makes content for aliens, honestly. <laughs> That's, we all say his videos are weird, but in actuality, he knows the future, and he's like, aliens are going to eat the yeah, shit yeah, up yeah, in yeah. 40 years. I love that kind of shit. He's love thinking long so term. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Calfro is the <laughs> genius the entire time. Oh, good lord. But anyways. Yeah. <laughs> we're not doing comments today, boys. We're not. We're doing them. We're doing them next week, and then we'll catch up for any comments on this episode and next week's episode. And if there's any on the last episode, we'll we'll be talking about them then. We'll be reading probably a lot of comments on episode forty-five, but wait till then. We'll get to them. Uh, thank yeah. you again to our sponsor, Awesome Creator Academy, as well as Anchor. Yeah. Uh, for supporting what we do and all that sort of stuff. Check out the link in the description below. Click on that link for the YouTube starter kit. Be much obliged on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, if you have any comments, you have any questions, suggestions, topics. Top- what the aliens really want right now are topics. topics. I've, I've talked to them. They're like, they want topics for another YouTube <laughs> podcast. And y'all haven't been we delivered. want topics. <laughs> But also, as we get into more interviews on the podcast, anybody that wants to be on the podcast, or if they know anybody that wants to be on the podcast, you can send us an email at another yt podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, it's uh, it's in the show notes just in case you need it there. But yeah, if you want to be on the show as well, simply email another yt podcast at gmail dot com. And if you are a content creator or a creative type in any form or fashion, we'd love to have you on. Only requirement being, you gotta have like a decent mic. Like, have a good mic and you're fucking, you're on the show. Yeah. Just email us at another YT podcast at gmail.com. We wanna go more into interview stuff. And we'd love to have a lot of different people on board. Absolutely. Have some interesting conversations. Talk about creating and doing, uh, creating stuff online. It'll be epic. And the I'm aliens, sure. specifically. Aliens and feet. Aliens feet. feet. So. <laughs> a lot of feet conversations in the future. <laughs> Gotta keep that train rolling around. <laughs> the night core. All, all these wonderful topics could be yours. But anyways, <laughs> I've been Zach. And I've been Aiden. And thanks for listening to this episode of another YouTube podcast. You think? 
<laughs> you think the aliens are going to know me as the wiki feed guy? Like, that's just my reputation to them. I hope. Well, I hope that one day the humans know you as the wiki The wiki feed guy. guy. No, I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm going to start putting that in the description. Bye, everybody. Today's Zach and, and Aiden, also known as the wiki feed guy. No, do not. Bye. Bye. <laughs>